Today's podcast is sponsored by First Amendment Comedy Takeover, July 23rd to the 28th. Go to factphilly.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. And today is Tuesday, June 18th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a State Department official confirms the death of another American tourist in the Dominican Republic last week, the eighth to die while on vacation in that country since last year. 55-year-old Joseph Allen of Avenal, New Jersey, was found dead in his hotel room at Terra Linda in Sousa uh, on the morning of June 13th. Uh, his sister confirmed to ABC. Uh, J- Jamie Reed said that her brother was vacationing with friends to celebrate a friend's birthday. Uh, friends told Reed that Alan complained of being hot at the pool. He said that he was going back to the room to take a shower. When his friends came back, he said that he wasn't feeling 100% again and said that he was going to lie down for the night. The next morning, his friend said he hadn't heard from Joe before breakfast, so he knocked on his door and there was no response. That's when the friend said he called down to the hotel front desk for a wellness check. They found him on the floor, Reed said. He had been there for a while. Rigor mortis had set in and he he was cold. Uh, she describes her brother as, for the most part, healthy with no pertinent health issues. Alan was a frequent uh, tourist to the area, visiting multiple times a year. His sister says that she thought nothing about the trip, despite the re- recent reports of death. There was a story about um, uh, people down to see a Jimmy Buffett concert, and they were all staying at this resort, and about 30 of them got sick, yeah. and they all had a s- gone to the swim-up bar in a particular mm. pool. So it's, It seems to be coming from the bar, right? It, the mini bar, the swim-up bar. And to your point, Preston, about, you know, like the sort of the uh, the, the, the bootleg stuff, not, not just low-level. Low no, level, homemade. Homemade, yeah. Booze. Booze, yeah. Cheap, cheap, ultra-cheap stuff might be. It could be it. What's mm. going on? I mean, it, it, this it, is, you know, like a resort <laughs> trying to cut corners and save a lot right. of money. Sure, and, sure. And buy it super-duper cheap. But if this you, guy could if have had you a make heart... that stuff incorrectly, yeah. it can be poison. But this guy could have had a heart attack. Absolutely. And just, yeah, we don't know. And, and just yeah. because of everything that's been going. We can only going, hope. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but yeah. you could say that or that there's been eight deaths and then 30 other tourists at the same spot that are getting sick. Well, it's certainly, and obviously all eyes are on it right now. So it's under yeah. intense scrutiny. So, you know, it, it's obviously something uh, we assume will eventually be figured out. Yeah. But that's kind of why I, I would rather, if I'm going to hear the story, I'd like to know how he died, not yeah. just that somebody died. I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, but that's, what, that's all they're they being told. Yet. The family yeah. has no idea. And they're saying that the family wants the the body brought back to the United States as soon as possible so that they can have testing done and try to figure it out, but they won't send them back uh, until they embalm the body, and they're wondering if something's going to happen during that process where they won't be able to tell. In case they haven't, you know, uh, we don't know what their methods are of telling the, the cause of death is, so... Uh, Reed says Allen's son, Amir Allen, was en route at the time of his uh, of the death of his father. He was going there for Father's Day to spend it with his dad. Uh, he landed to news of his father's death. Three people are in the hospital at Temple University, including a 16-year-old police say who stole a car before colliding with other vehicles. Police say it was about 8 o'clock Monday night uh, that two highway patrol officers were headed to a double shooting when they saw a 16-year-old driver of a silver uh, Toyota run a red light, crashing into a silver Mazda that was headed south on 24th at Ridge. The Toyota that the 16-year-old was driving had just been stolen uh, minutes prior. The 24-year-old driver of the Mazda and his 19-year-old male passenger both suffered bumps and bruises. They were taken to Temple University Hospital. The 16-year-old was also injured. The driver of a Chevy SUV that was also struck was not injured. The owner of the stolen vehicle tells police that she left her car running as she ran into a convenience store for just a few seconds. Mm -hmm. Police say the 16-year-old driver of the stolen car was being treated for cuts and bruises, but after that, he was to be taken into custody and charged 
charged with uh, st- stealing an automobile, reckless endangerment, and related offenses. It's always a risky proposition leaving your car running. But, Casey, sometimes you you used to go to the mall and go shopping with your car. <laughs> yeah, I just want to make sure that uh, my air conditioning is, is on full blast yeah, by the time I mean, we get back an hour later. It's it's hot, hot, yeah. Lock the doors, too, <laughs> yeah. to make sure that the all the air stays inside No, the, the doors were wide open. Oh, I thought you locked no, them. No, 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 well, well, no. Well, you want the whole system to be sort of a flow-through. Oh, my God. Where yeah. was it? What mall was that? Springfield, Springfield Mall. mall. <laughs> it was Kathy. I'm walking back to my car, and I go, oh, man. I'm looking at my pockets. I'm like, damn it. Where did oh. I leave my keys? I think I, I might have left them. I might have left them in the gap. Oh, man, I don't know. And then I walked up to my car. I'm, oh, they're in the ignition. I opened the car door and the radio's blaring. <laughs> I did not tell you guys about something I did oh, about uh, a week or so oh, ago. No. Is it as good as mine? <laughs> it's like Casey, okay. but, but not a car. Oh, boy. Do you want me to hold on to this? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, cause cause I'll, I'll add mine in as well. Really, yeah. those, really stupid. Those moments when you're just sure you should really? be committed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you were are slightly connected to that. Oh. All right. All right, let's hey. hold on. Right. Hold I was on pointing to, to Casey, by the way. So. Yeah. Because Steve has a good one, too. I, I love Steve. I cracked up at that one. So, all right, write that down. We'll do that later. Right. A Connecticut man was arrested at a New York City airport Sunday after returning from South America with nearly three dozen small live birds, each concealed in a plastic hair curler hidden inside his carry-on luggage. 39-year-old Francis Gurahu was selected for a customs examination at JFK Airport after returning from Guyana. U.S. Customs and Border Protection officials discovered 30 inches. Can you believe that? Francis. That this, that this man was allegedly planning to sell uh, to be used in lucrative bird singing competitions in New York City. <laughs> Jesus, seriously? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Did you, I, I knew nothing about these birds. Lucrative bird singing competitions. Yeah. They're so okay. lucrative we don't know about them. Well, no, but they apparently they are. Listen, so court documents state that who admitted that he had in te- uh, ten- intended to smuggle the birds inside of his carry-on luggage to be sold for approximately $3,000 each, which would have earned him $102,000 total. Jesus. Guyanese finches are used for bird singing competitions in Brooklyn and Queens. Th- uh, though the finches No are- other boroughs? Well, listen, no, I guess not. There, there's actual competitions there. Huh. Though finches are available in the United States, these specific finches are considered to have better singing voices. Well, they are from South America, so they sound a little bit different. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's just beautiful. That's that. yeah. By the way, that, that's... Uh, Lucrative bird singing competitions is a little bit lengthy for a band name, but that's that could be for an <laughs> that album. Could be, could be actually. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to write your double down. live album. I like that. Yes. Album name. Instead of at Budokan. Prosecutors said that the bird's value rises to around five thousand dollars if uh, it's cr- it's crowned a champion. U.S. Customs and Border Protection said that it seized approximately two hundred finches in airports across the United States in 2018. In December, Customs nabbed a passenger flying into New York from Guyana with seventy live birds in a carry-on, also hidden inside hair curlers. I wonder if it goes up if they sing strictly a cappella. Mm, you know, yeah. some of these birds probably need musical accompaniment. And those customs agents must come across so much random right? stuff that people yeah. are trying to smuggle in anywhere just to make a buck. You know what, though? If you're a customs agent and you come across something like this, it probably breaks up your day. You're tired of looking yeah. for yeah. coke. Yeah, yeah. Like, I got this here's bird. Some, here's yeah. some birds. It's, it's, it's opioids all day, and I got some birds now. Gur, who was arraigned on Monday on a charge of unlawful wildlife smuggling and later released to his family after he posted $25,000 bond, a judge ordered his passport to be seized and his travel restricted to New York City and Connecticut. In sports this morning. <laughs>
sacks are yummy. Bull sacks are yummy. <laughs> <laughs> After a rain delay of nearly three hours, last night's Phillies-Nationals game was postponed and will be made up tomorrow as part of a day-night doubleheader. As a, res- as a result, Jake Arrieta will... Uh, Jake Arrieta's start will be pushed back to tonight. He will be pitching on six days rest. Game time in Washington is at 7.05. Four people were shot and wounded at a rally for the NBA champion Toronto Raptors, and three people were arrested, police said. Hundreds of Raptors fans ran from the shooting in a stampede from the City Hall Square, which was packed with tens of thousands of people. An estimated 1.5 million fans earlier packed downtown Toronto for a parade for the Raptors, raising concern about safety and overcrowding. Four people suffered gunshot wounds, but none of the injuries were life-threatening. Others suffered suffered minor injuries as they tried to get away from the shooting. Dominican authorities identified the man they believe paid hitmen to try to kill David Ortiz, adding that they were closing in on the mastermind and motive behind the shooting of the player who is recovering at a hospital in Boston. The man was identified as Alberto Miguel Rodriguez Mota, a fugitive from, uh, from the Dominican authorities said. According to court documents, the man is accused of being the liaison between the alleged hitman and the person who paid them. Police have said that the coordinator of the attack was offered about $7,800 to orchestrate the shooting of Ortiz, known as Big Poppy. Ortiz lives in Boston, but visits the Dominican Republic several times a year. Doctors removed his gallbladder and part of his intestines before he was flown to Boston, where he remains in intensive care at a Massachusetts General Hospital. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kath. Uh, We're ready to start day number two of the five-day work week. If you do indeed work for five days, we have a couple things going on today. First of all, being a Tuesday is a Tattoo's Day, and we have a chance for you to win a Preston and Steve tattoo, courtesy of world-famous Philadelphia Eddie's Tattoo. You'll find them at 621 South 4th Street in South Philly. And if you're interested in winning a free tattoo, here's what you do. Text word uh, tattoo, T-A-T-T-O-O, uh, to 39333, and you'll automatically be in the running. The winner gets a $350 gift certificate for Eddie's, and uh, it has to be a Preston-C-themed tattoo. Yeah. Uh, and you might get tattooed by some of the area's top artists, like Don Juan, and you can see his work on Instagram, at Don Juan Tattoos, or on PhiladelphiaEddie'sTattoo.com. So get on it. Text word tattoo to 39333. We also have our friends from the All-American Cookout, which is going to be at Dilworth Park, stopping by this morning. Marissa Magnata is going to be at this event. It will be tomorrow from 5.30 to 7.30, right in the heart of the city. That's her space. Yes. And we have a few great places stopping by. Smoking Dudes Barbecue Wings, local favorite sausage and pepper sandwich. They're bringing that as well. Uh, a bunch of other goodies on top of that. So we will have your chance to uh, win some gift cards in conjunction with that. So we'll get the details a little bit later on. Those things more going on. If you missed it, because we did it later in the show, yesterday we announced the totals of the, I believe, for presidency blood drive. And thanks to all of your assistance, we managed to break the record and have the largest uh <laughs> blood drive in the country. It was and crazy. The numbers actually went up a little bit more. I know they were saying that we're not really going to mention it, but it, we, we did have 1,416 pints. I think it was 1,446 pints. Wow. Well, that's substantial. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a big... Seeing that we missed by just a dozen last year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's it's wonderful and it beat our previous high by, you know, a whole bunch. So thank you, everybody who, were a, who was a part of that event. 
And if you missed it, we'll do it again next year, and you can come out and be a part of that. So the sky's the limit now. Great work. We're very, very excited and uh, and happy to report that information. So uh, these are the things that are going on this morning and more. We have some giveaways. We'll get to those a little bit later. Speaking of that, we'll take a break, come back in a second, do the stupid question, put something in your hands, as well as a load of entertainment stories. Uh, to get your day moving. We'll be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us today. We're going to have a good time. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Today's stupid question, you will get a pair of Longwood Gardens tickets if you can answer this correctly. Now, Kathy and Casey and Nick went to see our screening of Toy Story 4 last night and it inspired me to do a, an original Toy Story question. How many so, years ago, the original? How many was it, Nick? 20, 24. 24 yeah, years ago. Yeah, Toy Story ago. 2 came out 20 years ago. Jeez. I know. Do you remember how it rocked your world yeah. when you saw that kind of animation? It was incredible. It was unbelievable. So here's the question from the first Toy Story movie. The next door neighbor, Sid, what was his dog's name? Oh. <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to this. I knew this would be one that you couldn't just go look up on IMDb because it wouldn't <laughs> have credited Sid. Uh, Sid's dog, that is. So what was in the original Toy Story, what was Sid's dog's name? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. I'm going to go through some birthdays today. It is Tuesday, June 18th. Richard Madden, also known as Rob Stark from Game of Thrones, has his birthday in a, in a, a series that Steve and I just absolutely oh. loved on Netflix uh, called Bodyguard. The Bodyguard, yeah. And, and in fact, uh, he... Did you like it too, Casey? Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, I didn't know that. He, I've talked about it with he you He looked guys. at me going, yeah, what about I, me? I like it too. I'm sorry, man, we're keeping you out of the club. <laughs> yeah. It's our um, club. He is up for, potentially, if Daniel Craig rescinds on the role of Bond, He and I think he'd be a great Bond. I agree. Uh, but if you have not seen that that series, it was from uh, uh, the BBC, and it's called Bodyguard. It's it's really really well done. Season two is coming out. Oh, yes. can't wait. He's thirty three today. Uh, Isabella Rossellini, hey! uh, the actress. Look at you! You're such a good actress. To you, the actress and model is uh, sixty seven. What is her famous lineage, Steve? Uh, her, uh, Rossellini was uh, her mother was a Mrs. Rossellini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, Ingrid Bergman. Ingrid Bergman. Yes, yes. Right, yes. thank you. Yes. And she was in the movie Cat the People. Yeah, and uh, Blue Velvet. Yes, that's right. She, she was also in, what is that, uh, Death Becomes You. That is correct, yeah. yes. Uh, she is uh, 67 today, so happy birthday today. Also turning 67 is Carol Kane. Carol Kane. <laughs> uh, she was in that the movie where she plays the Jewish immigrant, uh, um, Hester Street. Ah, uh, okay. And she was also on a taxi. Uh-huh. And she was in uh, Princess Bride. <laughs> and a Kimmy Schmidt. And a Kimmy Schmidt. Scrooge, yes. of course. Right. Yeah. And Scrooge. And Scrooge, yes, as well. I uh, always thought she was super cute. She is 67 today. Lou Brock, Hall of Fame. <laughs> And his uh, first of the first part of his last name sounds like a broccoli. That's a, that, yeah, that is correct. Lou uh, is eighty. Oh, years. Lou! 
years old today. Did you was, meet him, did you say? I didn't meet him, okay. no, but I, I was in awe of him when I was a kid in St. Louis because he was, he, he was, base stealing was his thing. Didn't he used to, wasn't he associated, he had a commercial campaign for some product, unless I'm having a complete brain fart, but I remember seeing Lou Brock in a particular series of commercials. I, Anybody remembering what I'm talking about? There, there was, do you remember the umbrella that you would wear as a hat, the whole thing? <laughs> yes. That was, when I grew up, that was called the Brock umbrella. Now, I don't know if he... Had a piece of that? If he... He endorsed that or what? Hi, I'm Lou Brock. Just hit it when your head gets wet. <laughs> yeah. Well, with the Brock umbrella, you don't. Okay, we're looking at it now. Is it? There's a commercial. Uh, okay, maybe that... that's. I, I I don't know. It what... looks like a local commercial. Though. I don't know what this is a commercial for. I don't but... know what the hell I'm talking about. Anyhow, Lou Brock, one he of the did. all-time greats, what? but he did endorse the Brock umbrella. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, it wasn't a some bizarre figment of my imagination. <laughs> he lost he lost the leg. He had a, a type of cancer um, called multiple myeloma, and he's he's recovered. He's doing okay now. Uh, but he lost a leg as a result of that. Uh, 80 years old. So he's today. not as fast anymore. Uh, yeah. I guess not. Yeah, he could be though if they have the, the right attachments. God, if he that would be impressive. Look at Blade Runner. That uh, you know he was winning. Man, he shot somebody. He shot somebody through a bathroom door. Yeah. Uh, Dizzy Reed, keyboardist for Guns and Roses. <laughs> uh, celebrate what's that? That's him being dizzy. Oh, okay. Uh, he is uh, celebrating his fifty uh, sixth birthday today. Uh, so, and I've, I've got some uh, news about they've expanded a, their tour a little bit. Guns N' Roses are doing some more Vegas dates and a few here and there. Nothing in our complete vicinity, but uh, I know that they're working on new material. Uh, right. yeah, yeah, that's the word. That's, that's the word. That's what Slash was saying. So, and uh, and I think Duff had commented on that as well. So, uh, Dizzy is fifty six today, and the biggest birthday today, celebrating his seventy seventh, Sir Paul McCartney. Uh-huh. Oh, are you serious? I'm sorry. We started to play <laughs> yeah, A Wonderful Christmas. Christmas Time. This is a great song. Yeah, this is. is phenomenal. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm in awe of Paul McCartney. He was always my, always my favorite Beatle. And I uh, had a chance to sit down and talk to him. It was pretty amazing and pretty surreal. Totally caught off guard. Yeah, compl- I didn't know I was going to be doing the interview, but uh, did. And he's he's still got it, man. What a, what an amazing talent. So. What did he sign for you? What did he sign? Yeah, because you didn't even. Did you even know that you were going to meet him that day? No, no he I had found out like the, the ten legend. minutes before. <laughs> they said, uh, you, or you know, in fact, it was less than ten minutes ago. Oh, you have ten minutes with Paul, and I'm like, to do what? And they're like for the interview, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, let's go. And uh, I didn't have any broadcast equipment or anything. I just grabbed a phone and called up the hotline, and I'm like, Paul, we're going to do this on the phone. Not just him. Also Linda McCartney. And sat down with Linda. She was really, really sweet. I actually interviewed him first, and then Linda afterwards, which it wasn't a letdown. It was yeah. just as cool. But, I mean, uh, it actually relaxed me quite a bit uh, to then go in to talk to Linda. But she was a delightful woman. She no wonder, yeah. really, he really sweet. Adored her. Yeah, 77 years old today. So happy birthday to Paul and all celebrating birthday. Let's see if we can get an answer to these stupid questions. The original Toy Story, what was Sid, the next door psycho kid neighbor's dog's name? 215-263-WMMR is the number. We go to Mandy for the answer. Hello there, Mandy. Hello. Mandy, what was Sid's dog's name? Scud. Scud. That is correct. Hang on, Mandy. Scud is a missile, right? That's correct. And we have got a pair of Longwood Gardens tickets for you. 
From morning's first blush to a rainbow every evening, summer's colors await at Longwood Gardens. You can take in the fountains, concerts, and acres of flowers all season long. Tickets available at longwoodgardens.org. All right, I have a bunch of stuff to get to. Let's begin with Bill. Bill Cosby, his social media accounts, sent out a Father's Day missive Sunday night, prompting more than one social media user to wonder if they were actually parody accounts. Uh, Apparently, Cosby sent his tweets from jail, informing users that he is, quote, still America's dad. Oh, my God. And wanted to dedicate the day to a renewed oath to fulfilling our purpose. Uh, Cosby, of course, is incarcerated in uh, Pennsylvania, right around the corner from uh, from my house. As I'm here making wine in my toilet, <laughs> forces me to ponder about the nature of fatherhood. Well, he's got some time to think. He's got about some that. time, so, yeah. Uh, but he informed users that he's still America's dad. He is, of course, in jail for drugging and sexually assaulting Andrea Constand. Uh, his spokesman, Andrew Wyatt, uh, told USA Today that Cosby wanted him to post a Father's Day message for him. The full message reads, and I kid you not, hey, 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 it's America's dad. Man! Uh, he said, I know it's late, but to all the dads, it's an honor to be called a father, so let's make today a renewed oath to fulfilling our purpose. Hey, hey, hey! Strengthening our families and communities. It's a convicted felon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this came after O.J. Simpson sent out a message of his own on Twitter, wishing users a happy Father's Day, along with a video about him sleeping with Chris Jenner. Do we have the audio from that uh, sent over, Marissa? Did you get that from Steve? Is she working? I don't know what that means. Yeah, it's over. Yep. All right. Did you ask if she was working? If she was working, working on that. Are you working? Yeah, yeah. She working She's today? always working. Are you working? <laughs> She's in this building. She's working. Yeah. All right. So uh, here's a clip of uh, OJ talking about that. Here we go. Bob Kardashian is like a brother to me, but never, and I want to stress, never in any way, shape, or form had I ever had any interest in Chris romantically or sexually, and I never got any indication that she had any interest in me. So all of these stories are just bogus, bad, you know, tasteless. Tasteless. You can't qualify anything anymore. You can't go, well, Bob Kardashian was a friend of mine. I would never do. When you cut off your uh, wife's head. Yes, and the guy who's returning her glasses. (laughs) Right. Yeah, you you kind of lose your perch. Your soapbox crumbles. I think you're being a little cynical. You're not taking OJ at his word. Yeah. Yeah. And I know where you live, Case Boy. (laughs) (laughs) Just playing you. I'm just playing you. Okay. Uh, so these two guys uh, you right? are being active on social media. Uh, this was sad to see. Glo- in this was sad to see. Gloria Vanderbilt, the intrepid heiress, artist, and romantic who began her extraordinary life as the poor little rich girl of the Great Depression, survived family tragedy and multiple marriages, and reigned during the 1970s and 80s as a designer. Jeans pioneer passed away Monday. She was 95 years old. Uh, she was the great-great-granddaughter of financier Cornelius Vanderbilt and the mother of CNN newsman Anderson Cooper, of course, we know, who announced her death via a first-person obituary uh, that aired on the network on Monday. Uh, Cooper said that Vanderbilt died at home with friends and family at her side. Uh, she had been suffering from advanced stomach cancer, he had noted. I didn't know that. Yeah, she was just diagnosed a little while ago, yeah. and she had a, a very quick downfall. Um, obviously, you know, she she had an incredible life. I saw a documentary a while ago on her. I, I think it was called Poor Little Rich Girl. Mm. Um, and she was kind of thrust into this stuff. And, you know, 
we, we tend not to believe that sometimes with that kind of wealth comes a whole series of problems unto themselves. And she was never she was never asked to be thrown into it. Right. But um, what an incredible life. And, and she and Anderson were incredibly close yeah. uh, for all her life. Yeah, he said in a statement, Gloria Vanderbilt life, was an extraordinary woman who loved life and lived in on uh, lived it on her own terms. She was a painter, a writer, and designer, but also a remarkable mother, wife, and friend. She was 95 years old, but ask anyone close to her, and they'd tell you she was the youngest person they knew, the coolest and most modern. If you watch some of the clips, Preston uh, Anderson Cooper's talking to her. Early on, and he's still finding out things about her as recently as, you know, 10, 5 years ago. And he's talking to her. And apparently one of uh, the men that she married, perhaps when she was 17, uh, had actually, uh, there was a rumor that he had murdered his first wife. And so Anderson Cooper starts grinning, going, you married a guy? <laughs> and she looks at him, she goes, I was very young. Yeah, yeah. Her second husband was Leopold Stokowski. That's and, correct. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. He was the uh, conductor of the Philadelphia Orchestra forever, including um, Fantasia. That was one of the things that he conducted. Yeah. Her life was chronicled in sensational headlines from her childhood through four marriages and three divorces. Like Steve said, she got married for the first time in 17, and that caused her aunt to disinherit her. Yeah. Uh, and not only was she married to uh, Leopold Stokowski, she um, uh, also was married to Sidney Lumet, the award-winning movie and television director. Great director. In 1988, she witnessed the suicide of one of her four sons. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Tributes online came in from celebrities and uh, fans for clothes and so forth. You remember you the Gloria Vanderbilt jeans, right? Totally, man. And she used to do her own TV commercials yes, she would. as well. Which, as a kid, I found hilarious because she had that jutting jaw. Yeah. You know, seriously, blue, wealthy. blue blood delivery. Oh, I'm, I'm, Glo- I'm Gloria Vanderbilt, is the way <laughs> exactly. she would say it. Yeah. And, I, and as a kid, I thought it was hilarious <laughs> when somebody spoke like that. Yeah. But she, yeah, and the jeans were insanely popular. Did they make them for uh, men as well, or was it strictly women? I think it was just women. I don't know. Kath, would you know? Uh, it was the 1980s, so. I don't know if they made them for men. Yeah. I'm you saw them all over the place, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they were they were really really popular. She was also a painter and a ecologist. It says, uh, I'm not sure what that is. An ecologist? No, C O L L A G I S T. Ecologist. Uh, is that calligraphy? she collects colleges? I don't know. Uh, she also acted on stage and television. I didn't know she did some acting as well. Uh, so she, uh, uh, there's a piece of uh, audio we have, and when she is uh, sick in bed and she's just a, a little while from dying, uh, they share a joke together, and Anderson Cooper finds out that he shares a laugh, had shared a laugh with his mom. Okay, here is that clip. It's not working, Casey. Uh, you got to turn it off and then turn it on. Uh, I thought I did. Later, she made a joke, and we started giggling. I never knew that we had the exact same giggle. I recorded it, and it makes me giggle every time I watch it. (laughs) 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 Is that the two of them laughing together? That's the two of them laughing together. She's very sick in bed, but there was something that was very funny, and uh, they shared the laugh, the giggle. Uh, so she was a, obviously a fabric designer and denim is what she focused in on. Uh, the dark haired, tall and ultra thin Vanderbilt partnered with Mohan Morjani 
who introduced a $1 million advertising campaign in 1978 that turned the Gloria Vanderbilt brand with its signature white swan label into a sensation. At its peak in 1980, it was generating over $200 million in sales. And in 1980 money... That's incredible. So they had some of the world's most productive denim mines in South Africa. Uh, And decades later, the uh, designer jeans uh, remain a women's wardrobe staple. So 95 years old. But what a legacy, man. Yes. had a hell of a life. A collagist is somebody who makes collages. Oh, really? Yeah. I'd never heard of it either. All right. Interesting. So, uh, Marvel's Avengers Endgame won big at the 2019 MTV Movie and TV Awards. They were on last night. How exciting and how forgettable. I had no idea. I honestly thought, Preston, as of... So over the weekend, I'm I'm thinking, oh, I guess they already happened because I was seeing pictures of people and they were talking about it. I'm like, I'm usually up on this stuff. So I'm thinking it already happened. This morning I come in and the uh, winners are announced. How far off the radar have these awards fallen? Yeah. Uh, Endgame took on Best Movie, winning over Black Klansman, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, uh, to All the Boys I Love Before, and Us. Also, real quick, who votes on these and why do we don't even... They I do. mean, is there really any merit that is involved in these? It's more for fun. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. And it, uh, listen, no, they. if you win one, you, you know, sure, you're going to, it's going to be part of uh, the... the uh, I guess the credits for that film or whatever over the years, you know, or your your acting capability, and for that target demo, it yeah, figures in right. something. Now, they're, 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 uh, my but guess is this on... is one of those awards where they're pre uh, pre yeah. uh, informed that they've won. Yeah, it's voted in. It's probably voted in by uh, in magazines or online. Okay. Perhaps on MTV online. I don't know. Right, I don't know. So or maybe they just have a governing body at MTV that uh, perhaps I mean, Congress. You know, who knows? <laughs> maybe it's a yeah, an act of Congress. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Anthony Russo, the director, accepted the award, presented video speeches. This is how this is how far to the side it's gotten. Mm-hmm. Video speeches from Chris Hemsworth and Robert Downey Jr. Uh, they thank fans uh, and late Marvel writer and creator Stan Lee and Russo. Uh, Endgame also won Best Hero for Downey and Best Villain for Josh Brolin. Uh, Game of Thrones took home the Golden Popcorn Trophy for Best Show over Big Mouth, Riverdale, S Creek, and The Haunting of Hill House. In the acting categories, Elizabeth Moss won Best Performance in a show for The Handmaid's Tale. Lady Gaga took home Best Performance in a movie trophy for Star is Born. Jada Pinkett Smith was honored with the Trailblazer Award, while Dwayne Johnson was presented with the Generation Award. And uh, Zachary Levi was the host, and apparently he had some fun. I like that guy. He's really good. Uh, yeah. A lot. Uh, some of the other cutesy categories that they have that I'll hit real quick, Best Kiss. Went to uh, Noah Centineo and Lana Condor uh, to All the Boys I've Loved Before. Uh, then you had the best comedic performance was Dan Levy uh, for S's Creek. And oh, he's great. Yeah. We can't say That's, the name of that. Yeah, it's Eugene's son, and he uh, plays his son on the show as well. Uh, best fight was from Captain Marvel, and it was Captain Marvel versus Minerva. Uh, best real-life hero is Ruth Bader Ginsburg, RBG. <laughs> Uh, the most frightened performance went to Sandra Bullock for Bird Box, and she was actually there and accepted her award. We have her uh, clip if you want to hear She does her. show up for those awards. She does. Shows. She showed up for her, uh, her Razzie. Razzie Award. Yeah. One of the first You got to gotta like that. All right, here we go. So when Bird Box crossed my path, I knew this was a story I needed to make uh, because it was about family. And when I finished the film, I went to my babies and I said, here, mommy made this for you. And even though you can't see it until you're 21, because apparently a movie about being a mommy is a horror film, 
You will know when you see it that there isn't anything I wouldn't do for you. I say it's more a horror film that features a mommy. Yeah, I think it's... Exactly. And then, uh, Steve, one last thing. Uh, The most memeable moment... Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Is from The Bachelor when Colton Underwood jumped the fence. Yes! It you is remember. funny. Yes! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I gotta get away! Yeah, he had to get out of there, and he actually jumped. Where was he? He was out of the country. Where were they? Ar- fence. Mexico? Argentina? Spain? I don't know. I'm not Spain? really sure, but it is, because he just hops that thing. Yeah. I gotta go! Yeah. It's not like I a little I gotta make fence. boom boom! Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got stuff coming out of honey. So that was the most memeable moment. Oh, yeah. And they gave away an award for that. Uh, well, that's, you have to. They're, they're going to add that award to the Oscars, I understand. All right, moving on. Days after Cuba Gooding Jr. was accused of grabbing a woman's breast on a rooftop bar in Manhattan, a social media star said uh, he assaulted her, too. Uh, okay, so this is a woman named Claudia Oshry. Uh, she said on her podcast, at the end of the day, like, I don't know if I've ever considered myself to be, like, a victim of sexual assault because I'm not. There are people who are real victims that I would never compare myself to them. But, yes, when I was in high school, I was 16 years old. Cuba Gooding Jr. put his finger in my... Wow. Yes. Back there. Okay. And she said, I felt wild. Like, I felt... I don't even know what the right word is. And now it's just become, like, a part of who I am. It's a part of my story. Was there an explanation as to exactly... Um, no. Put, all right, so I don't know. not clothing or... This is all that I know. Okay, because I, I, I read the same thing, and I'm trying to ascertain exactly yeah. if this was a proctological thing or it was just a, a, an attempt through genes. And or... was he a teenager as well? No, no, he would not have been. She's she's still pretty young. Is she? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea who this person is or how old she is. Well, he's 51, and uh, his attorney, Mark Keller, uh, told E. Koopa says the incident never happened, and he has no recollection of this individual ever. I saw a shot of him being let out in handcuffs. Was that from the court yesterday? I don't know. Into a car? Not really sure. What the hell's going on with this story? We'll keep an eye on it for you. Uh, I love this. Game of Thrones alum Sophie Turner may have found the next game-changing role for her. Uh, Boy George recently said on a radio show that there's been some really interesting suggestions on who to play him in an upcoming biopic that one of the most interesting suggestions he said was Sophie Turner. To be honest, I see this. I see this. In the face. In the face. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, He noted that, uh, cue the sound clip. I got you. In the face. Yeah. You see it in the face. Uh, He noted that uh, some thought a woman should play him, but added that, uh, quote, when I was 17, I would have loved to have been her. Uh, She responded on Twitter and wrote, I am so down. But when you hear him talk, he's like, he's like that, yeah. Yeah. He's got that going on. I guess you could do it. Uh, Fans responded with enthusiasm, saying that they could already picture this in my head. So, yeah, actually, she'd be perfect for it. What if she'd played her role throughout Game of uh, Thrones as Boy George? Yeah. That would have been awesome. Even more impactful. (laughs) Speaking of Game of Thrones, last season drew uh, some opinions uh, that were both ways. And actress Lena Headey, played Cersei Lannister, addressed fan disappointment over her character Cersei's uh, anticlimactic death. Uh, Spoiler alert. Yeah. At this Um, point, you should have seen it. Uh, She told The Guardian, I will say I wanted a better death. Obviously, you dream of your death. You could go in any way on that show. So I was kind of gutted. But I just think they couldn't have pleased everyone. Meanwhile, director Miguel uh, Sapochnik 
told anywhere that he wasn't thrilled with Game of Thrones final season either. His beef, he said, I wanted to kill everyone. I just I wanted to kill Jorah on the horse charging at the beginning. It was I was up for killing absolutely everyone. I wanted to be ruthless. Uh, so that in the first 10 minutes you say all bets are off and anyone could die. He said, and uh, David Benioff and Dan, uh, B, Dan Weiss uh, didn't want to. There was a lot of back and forth on that, so... I don't know. I was happy with it. It didn't bother me. Well, when you take up any story that's involved yeah. like this, a complex story, anything, not everyone's going to be pleased. Exactly. Uh, I like the idea of this. Scholastic announced Monday that it will release Suzanne Collins's prequel novel for Hunger Games on May 19th of next year. The Peckish Games. Uh, the peckish. You're game. not fully hungry. Um, You're just a little peckish. I enjoyed that trilogy. The the the, did movie, you? the movies. I I don't think did the books justice, which happens a majority of the time. I think I got bored by the last movies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, but the, the books kept me. The books the whole time. I was like in, by the third one, it's like eat something. Already. I was in the whole way. So a prequel, I'm interested in. The untitled work will be set in the world of Pan Am, 64 years before. The original Hunger Games trilogy kicks off, and yes, a film is probably in the works. And this is according to chairman of the Lionsgate Motion Picture Group. They said, it's a proud home of the Hunger Games movies. We can hardly wait for Suzanne's next book to be published. We've been communicating with her during the writing process, and we look forward to continuing to work closely with her on the movie. There's a great movie that uh, I think actually precedes even the books, the Hunger Games books. It's called Battle Royale. It's a Japanese movie. And it's the same concept. Uh, yeah. The students end up on a on an island. Uh, it's a far more brutal, far more brutal. But it is very cool. You, you, I think you might like it, Preston, if you check it out. All right. Sylvester Stallone shared a sweet message to his fans on Instagram as he celebrated the 40th anniversary of his 1979 sequel film, Rocky II. Stallone shared a screenshot of the Shadow League article touting his movie as the ultimate sequel. He's... <laughs> It's the best of Stallone, and I'm going to sing a song for you, and Bill's going to show you a thing or two. <laughs> oh, he's doing Fat Albert now? Well, it seems to be all the rage, right? Fat Rocky. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, were you a fan of Rocky too? Um, Yeah, when it came out. It's a good movie. Absolutely. It's just in, in, in the shadow of Rocky 1. Exactly. It, it, I mean, it did what sequels do. It got a little more slick in its presentation. Uh, which usually happens on the second yeah, the movie, jacket. and uh, it and was, he wins the fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. As opposed to going the distance, which I think is a better story, but you know, whatever. Yeah, no, yeah. it's certainly well made. It's it's the first one Stallone uh, himself directed. Yeah, a heartfelt thank you for accepting these characters and their stories in your lives. Stallone wrote in the caption. It seems like only yesterday when Adrian was telling me to win and Mickey pushing me to be an Italian tank and go through him. Lex, what are we waiting for? He said, and finally, the battle with the amazing Apollo Creed. So lucky I am and incredibly grateful after all this time, and I shall always uh, be keep punching. Be keep punching. <laughs> That's what it says. Always be keep punching. That's what it says here. <laughs> now I'm talking like mush mouth. <laughs> oh, it's prob- there probably should be a period instead of a comma, punch. right? <laughs> something like, what, you say my grammar's bad? Well, your punctuation. Of me? Yeah. yeah, your punctuation sucks, Rock. Yeah, and so, so lucky be. I am and incredibly grateful after all this time, and I shall always be, period. Keep punching, oh, fly. Oh, there we go. That's the way it should be. I always be, keep punching, fly. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> the fox runs at midnight. Amazeballs. The fox 
runs at midnight. In May, the actor shared a photo of himself, and we didn't get a chance to talk about this, with his pet turtle's cuff and link. Yeah! On his Instagram, the turtles had originally appeared in the 1976 film Rocky and made their comeback in 2018's Creed 2, which I still haven't seen. I've got to see it. It is good. It, I liked Creed 1 better, but it's good. He wrote, in Creed 2, with my original buddies from the first Rocky, Cuff and Link, now about 44 years old, he wrote in the caption. They were dead, and he was wearing them as Cuff. Like, <laughs> oh, he bought yeah, yeah. You know what? He should. When they die, <laughs> yeah. he should get take their shell yeah. and get cufflinks made out of those. And another fun fact, that candy ball up front, that's Adrian Skull. Oh, my God. <laughs> What is the music? Even recycling. What is the music that's played immediately after Adrian says "win" when she's in the hospital bed? I, I that's my favorite rock. It's the song. Yeah, it's the bell, right? Mm-hmm. It's the bell, and and they play it in sports arenas all the time. But it, it always gets me. Whatever that music is, I I love it. Oh my god, yeah, it's it definitely. You get chills. Absolutely, yeah. Um, well, she's the deal is she's a, she's in a coma after giving birth, right? And and she she comes out of it and yeah. and and that's the whole. She says there's one thing that she wants them to do and it's win and then they they hit that and one piano like, note that I want, chord. I want, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want you to get yeah. me a sandwich. She said fight. <laughs> no, in, uh, get in my bed pan. She said go. I should fight. In Rocky Balboa, they use it too, where he goes. Uh, you know, uh, he's sitting there. He's about yeah. to. Feels like he's going to be knocked out completely. He's like, what's the thing I told the kid about not giving up about you know never stopping? And then he just goes. Get up, and they go bing, and it's yeah. like whoa! Yeah. And yes. he's running around the ring. And he goes over and pats Mickey on the top of his. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, by the way, he also was uh, dad to. Do uh, you remember the story about Butkus? Yeah. His dog. Yeah, he uh, actually kept that dog? Well, what had happened was... Um, I ate it. No, he didn't eat it. He said he had to sell Butkus to a stranger outside of a 7-Eleven store, he said, because I couldn't afford food. No. He wrote this in Instagram 2017. And then he said, "Then listen, what happened, though? Then, like a modern-day miracle, the screenplay for Rocky sold, and I could buy him back... But the new owner uh, knew I was desperate and charged me $15,000. <laughs> and he paid it. And he said, Oh, it was, that's awesome. It was worth every penny. I love Buckus. Buckus. Mm-hmm. Win. What? That was it. Win. <laughs> what are we waiting for? I can't hear you. <laughs> Wait, back it up, Case. Win. What? She said, Win. What? <laughs> I can't hear you. <laughs> what are we waiting for? Right Take away. this. I can't hear you. I have a bad eye. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Was that where we find out that he couldn't see too well out of one of his eyes? He got bashed in. That was, I think, uh, was so he, he gets that, that in three, three right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. then in, in five, his brain has fallen out. Mm, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's downstairs playing with his string. Yeah. And he's different kind of strings, Mickey. All right. Mickey's uh, been dead for years. We can, we can move on. We can move on to the clips All now. Right. Clips. Yeah. Pose takes a peek into the LGBT ballroom culture of New York in the 1980s. Uh, here... 
India Moore explains why this show is important for transgender representation. Here we go. This is the first time that so many people are seeing themselves represented on TV, you know, um, especially like young queer people, especially young black and brown queer people, you know, not only seeing themselves represented, but like, you know, these are our life stories. These are experiences being shared for the world to see. That's I never use the elk drop, so I figured there'd be any. Yeah. Uh, poses on tonight, 10 p.m. on FX. Here's the next clip for you. The detour chronicles the family road trip from hell, resulting in the family fleeing, fleeing to Alaska to evade a crime accusation. In this clip, co-stars Jason Jones and Samantha B discuss the family aspects of the show. It's more thematically and how a family can fall apart when you're and taken build, out of your comfort zone. And also build itself back together again, I right, would say. Right, right. Fall up, like, how, I guess it's stretch itself to its, stretch itself. To its not breakable point, but bandable point. Yeah! Uh, season 4 premiere of The Detour uh, is on tonight, 1030, and that is on TBS. And there you go. That's what I got for you this morning in the Entertainment Report. It's Tattoo's Day. we got a chance for you to win a press and receive tattoo. If you haven't done it yet, make sure you text word tattoo to 39333. We'll pick a winner at the end of the program. $350 gift certificate to famous, uh, world-famous Philadelphia Eddie's Tattoo for a Preston and Steve-themed tattoo. We're going to take a break and be back in a moment. Make sure you stay put. Here we go. Here comes the MM Army. Join Brent Porsche Wednesday from 1 to 3 at T-Mobile, 3441 Chestnut Street in University City. Wednesday from 5.30 to 7.30, Marissa Magnata rocks the All-American Cookout at Dilworth Park. Backyard-inspired fun is planned for guests of all ages. From carnival games and contests to live music and more. Learn more about this five-day series at DilworthPark.org. Hang with the aforementioned Marissa Magnata for a bruise cruise aboard the Spirit of Philadelphia. Thursday from 7 to 9. Enjoy an open beer bar, buffet, and DJ entertainment. Get tickets at spiritcruises.com. 93.3 WMMR. Everything and everywhere that rocks. I hit this again because we made the announcement uh, a little bit later than this particular time yesterday, but the results for the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive came in, and ladies and gentlemen, it is the largest in the nation. Yeah. 1,443 pints. Uh, was the take. So congratulations to you, everyone who was a part of that, whether you donated blood or you volunteered time or you work for the Red Cross or whomever it may be or the Expo Center. Uh, huge event, and we're very, very proud of it. And thank you so much. Same city that did that did the largest single-sponsored food drive. How about that? Amazing. Yeah. I mean, this we give. Everybody around here gives. It's pretty awesome, man. I love it's, it. It's a wonderful community to be in, so we just wanted to uh, share that one more time. All right, now on to the stupid stuff, because <laughs> I forgot how we got on this. We were talking about something, and Casey was brought up. Uh, Casey, back in the day, had left his car running outside of the Springfield Mall when he went inside, came back outside, radio blaring. <laughs> Doors open. Car just running away. Air conditioning on. Air conditioning on and left it running. And it, it made me think of something <laughs> that I recently did, and I don't know why I didn't tell you guys about this, but it was, I mean, it could it could have been bad. It could have gone bad. All right. So this is a couple of weeks ago. Uh, was outside on our deck, and or I went outside because it started to rain a little bit. And 
when it rains, sometimes we have uh, uh, cushions on our patio furniture, on our outdoor furniture. And even though they're they are waterproof, we, we put them away anyway. Just don't want them to get soaking wet. So, yeah, you don't want to have to wait for them to dry out to sit on. So them. the whole family kind of goes into you know operation mode of all right, let's put the the, um, the cushions away. So I go outside, and uh, my son Carter goes, "What's what's that noise?" Because it's raining, but rather than just the pitter pat of rain, yeah. we, we're hearing like a noise like that. Yeah. And Carter looks at me, he goes, hey, Dad, he goes, is the grill on? And I go, it can't be. No, it can't be. And sure enough, it was rain hitting a red-hot grill. Oh, no. Casey. No. The day before is when you and Seamus came by to watch the Blues game. And remember, I heated up a burger for you on the grill. And you left the, oh, my God. I left it on. For how long? Almost 24 hours. Oh, my God. Wow. Do you have a direct line or? No. But. I had filled it up that day. <laughs> that day. Wow. Fresh propane tank. Jesus. And I go, it, I, I'm like, it could not have been running because <laughs> I remember turning it off. I thought I remember turning it off. And so I open up the bottom. <laughs> I look at the propane tank and I've got this little weighted thing that it hangs on and lets you know right. when yeah. it's running out of gas. Okay. okay. And the day before, it had weighed all the way down, showed me a full tank. And wow. I go down and I look under there, and it had it had raised all the way up because it was so light and oh. almost completely out of gas. Oh. I had let oh my, my Weber grill run all night long and all day long. So it tells you in this, and I'll hearken back to another life oh lesson. Oh my God! On the roof of the former Y one hundred, when we uh, we uh, deep fried a turkey, and there was a, the turkey fryer there was out on the roof. And, um, you know, uh, you would say, you thought you had turned it off. I thought I turned it off. <laughs> we see a theme here. And I'm seeing, I'm looking at Preston. There's a window right next to me that goes out onto the roof. I'm looking at Preston, and suddenly he's, he's little flashes of, like, orange on his face. I'm like, what the hell is that? The whole thing was, like, on fire. The oil yeah. caught on fire. That's how hot it got. The yeah, yeah, oil yeah. caught on fire inside the pot. So with the grill, we got in your... a lot of trouble for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And obviously that was dangerous. And uh, with the grill at your house, does that present a danger? Letting it run for twenty four hours? Or is I, it just... I don't think so. Okay, because I mean, I mean, it's burning it was... off, right? Yeah, I mean it's it's what the thing is made for. Yeah, it's made right. to get really really hot and stay hot for a long time. But I mean. You know, I don't know if something could have landed on it that could have yeah. heated up and caught on fire. I'm not really sure. What if for some reason the hose or anything became loose and, and, yeah. and the gas? That's wow. Yeah. Did you take a massive sigh when you realized what was happening unbeknownst to you? Uh, not a sigh. Yeah, yeah. It was like, if I could have turned around and kicked my own ass, <laughs> I would have uh-huh. done that. It was like, you moron. I was, uh, not only was I mad about the fact that I left it on, I was I, I wasted a whole tank of propane gas. You, you must when, you must have been furious with yeah. Casey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when was the next time you grilled? By the way, because had it not rained, you wouldn't. I, have... need, I needed to grill that day, so I had to go out and get it filled up immediately. Or I mean, I'm sorry, the next day, so I had to go uh, and get it refilled immediately. <laughs> you, you, all right, all right. Dumbass. So you, so when we were going to go into the, um, when we were taking the trip down to, um, uh, down to DC to get the award last week, uh, I, I went with Bill Weston and uh, and uh, Joe. Uh, you know, the head muckety muck here, and we're in the his uh, uh, Bill's car, his SUV, whatever it is. And uh, so we pull into the lot over there by 30th Street Station, 
and we're walking away from the vehicle, and, and Bill can't lock it. And uh, the reason he can't lock it is because it's still running as we're walking away. So we've got our bags, mm-hmm. and we're ready to just walk away. <laughs> he, was, he was about to leave the vehicle running no. as we're going into 30th Street Station. Uh, somebody had, had texted in just a little while ago, speaking of train, uh, Steve, they did the same thing. Uh, parked at the at the train station. They were going to an Eagles game. Yes. Oh and they God. left the car. They left it running. They left, went oh to the game, God. and came back. Now, I don't know. They didn't indicate on the text message whether they left, if they had gas left when they got back. But, I mean, cars can run for hours they, and hours. They and can hours drive and hours. them for hours and hours. If, if and, hours. Just, and a lot of them are quiet. And that was, yeah. to Bill's point, I got out. I didn't even notice it was still running. But it was so quiet. Yes, we could have taken a trip down to D.C. and come back to a car either without gas yeah. or what I don't who knows how much gas was in the vehicle. I guarantee you that if my car either of my cars were push button starts which neither of them are, yeah. I I would be in that same issue have that same problem because there's no like there's you know you just get out you know like I have to turn my key and pull it out of the ignition in order in order for me to leave the vehicle. Other things that you can leave on too, like an oven. Have you ever left an oven on for a long time? I mean, that's yeah, not nearly as dangerous. I mean, that's what the thing is made for. You can cook a turkey for twelve hours or whatever, and you're going to be fine. But still, you leave it on, you leave the house, and you're gone for a few days, and you come back and and you've left it on. You can't help but go, my God, I could have burned the house down. I've left the range what did I on. Do the, leaving the range on it can cause serious problems like that's and and now i'm so paranoid about it that i checked i check it whether or not i've used the range at all all the time yeah all the time i just do it sort of out of instinct Uh, especially if you're anywhere near it and you feel you might have brushed any of the dials on the front of it absolutely (gasps) here somebody said when i was younger my mom left an iron on the entire week that we were on vacation holy crap here's another one says left the toaster oven on for two straight days literally could have burned the house down so if you leave an iron on and you leave it set up do they shut off automatically yes, they, do. they do okay they i mean should. i don't know maybe older ones don't but like oh. i know the one that i have it eventually will shut off all right yeah, people are pointing out that i drove off from the gas station with the pump still attached <laughs> that's thank right you. <laughs> thank you go ahead come on yeah, bring it all the ones that i am not that are not coming to mind right now go ahead You've been listening for ages. You're, you're entitled. Well, for Go me, ahead. the most special was the deep fry moment. That to me was uh, that, that was, was that, that got us that got us sort of an award from the local fire department. You might call it a summons. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that was a good one too. Yeah, uh, years, years, years ago, Dennis's parents uh, used uh, they used to light candles in their shore house, and um, you know when you leave the shore house, they'd leave for the full week and go to work, and um, they left a candle completely burning. It burnt down to you know nothing. There was no wax left. It was just the wick, and then it shattered the glass container oh, that it was really? in. Really? Yeah, that's how they knew that it w- they had left it lit. It could wow. have been so much worse, right? Yeah. I'm gonna go to. Jen, who has a story to share as well. Hi, Jen. Good morning. Jen? Hi. Yeah, you're on the air. Go ahead. Um, I just wanted to tell you, my husband and I, uh, a couple years ago, left our car running when we went on vacation. <laughs> How? Um, my husband has a Prius, um, and it was it was very quiet. We, uh, we were going with my parents, and we turned the radio down when we pulled in the driveway because they were outside, and we were getting luggage out. Um, and we just left, and when we got back, uh, I drove home, and it was the same thing that Casey just said. It was a push-button start, and I wasn't comfortable driving it, and I went to turn it on, and my husband's like, you just turned it off. And I was like, I hadn't turned it on. Uh, and it, was, it was a Prius, and it ran for whatever it was, the five or six days that we were gone. Five or six days? days. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, and we were, like, 
like Googling it because we were so nervous. And it, it, it was common with Priuses for people to leave it on overnight, but we just happened to go on vacation and leave it on. So with the wow. Prius, is, is, it's, it's a hybrid, right? So is it, is it yeah. gas and electric? If it had run out of gas, it would have been really, really bad because it would have basically ran out the battery, and the battery is really expensive. Yeah. But my husband had just put a full tank of gas in it right before we left, um, and then when we got back, <laughs> it was like had no gas left. So in so idle, very, very lucky. <laughs> in idle, a car running for five days, yep, and it took yep. that long. I okay, wow. I would have thought it would have gone through the gas sooner, but I don't know. Yeah, no, it was it was still running. Literally went to the gas at the bottom of my parents' street, but, um, yep, we left the car running for, like, five, <laughs> wow. five days. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, let me go to this. Let me let me read this text, and it starts off with the words, my buddy Poop Greg. <laughs> Poop Greg. Yeah. Has no sense of smell, so every night he has to check his stove because he would oh, never wow. be able to smell the gas. Okay. That makes sense. By the way, Poop Greg is copyrighted. I noticed that. There's yeah. a little C thing. Yeah. <laughs> So, well, you, you don't want to violate that. No, don't steal In case that. you're thinking of naming your company Poop Greg. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm going to go to Steve-O. Hi, Steve-O. What's up, ma'am? You got to scream the bees. What's up, Steve-O? So, same instance with you. has happened probably about a year ago. Growing outside, we're at our uh, our mother in law's uh, and warmed up the grill uh, to put hot dogs, hamburgers on, and everything. And there was a lot of just like there was there was extra grease and crud inside the uh, underneath the grates and everything. I didn't really think too much of it. And the grill was uh, directly next to the house. This was a smaller grill. And it was on the deck as well too. Uh, and after the food came off, we uh, just left it on because we we're going to put more food on it. And then, sure enough, this entire grill went up in flames. Whoa. The entire thing went up. It caught fire. I for sure thought the propane tank was going to go, and this was next to the house. One of our nephews realized, and I, had a, I immediately grabbed the uh, the fire extinguisher, had to run out, and uh, had to douse this thing with uh, – all the uh, fire extinguishers—crazy. So, so you got lucky. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, when you really lucky. Uh, on a on a grill. Thanks. So, how often do you clean your grill? Uh, every time. Okay. So, yeah. uh, are there grills that will burn off the residual residue from the various meats, or like a self-cleaning barbecue? Does yeah, anything like that exist? You still have to scrape it, all right? right. Because that stuff will char, but it's going to stay attached to the to the grill. Right. Uh, you know, uh, whatever you call those things, the grate. So that can um, that can go up in flames. Um, I, I guess maybe I don't know. I would so, think that it would burn off all burnable material. So would I. But yeah, it, but it does stay on the on the grill, and so uh, you know, I scrape it. And plus, for for clean cooking, you need to make sure that you have a your, that your grill. What do you is do with that grease that collects underneath? Drink it. Uh, no. Yeah, man. It's so uh, good. I'd throw it in the trash. Okay. There are little disposable tin things that catch it at the okay. bottom. I have a permanent thing that's, that hangs underneath it, and I haven't cleaned that out since I got, got my grill. Yeah, you got to. I mean, you don't need to clean it that often, but okay. you do need to clean it. Because if you do leave it on, that stuff can catch on fire. Right. Do you have hedges around your house? I do. Okay. Do you have, you know, those long uh, things that you use to uh, water a live Christmas tree? It's like a long yeah. funnel. Stick that through the hedges into your neighbor's yard. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. a good and idea. Pour the grease down that. Uh, by this, uh, this text says, I was making drunken hard-boiled eggs <laughs> and woke up to what I thought was fun shots. I don't know what that means. It turned out to be every one of the oh. eggs exploding and hitting my ceiling because fun I had... Shots. 
Gun. Oh, gunshots is what it's supposed to be. Uh-huh. Uh, but it turned out to be uh, every one of the eggs exploding and hitting <laughs> the ceiling <laughs> because I had passed out and the water boiled out of the pot. Whoa. That's what? a bit scary. I, yes. This is like an infamous story in my family, but um, my mom would cook dinner all the time, put it on the stove, and then leave. Forget oh. that she had put something on the stove and, and leave. I mean, cheese boiled rice, pasta till, you know, till Wait it's a just second. crispy. Miss Overly worry about every sort of medical consideration on... Uh, Known to man, walks away from food cooking on a stove? She, I, listen, I love my mother dearly, yeah. but she is not a chef. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, she actually have said that. Okay. One, She's texting me right now. I, I didn't almost kill anybody here, but Preston and Steve, you guys were there. One of my favorite uh, absent-minded moments was when I was an intern for you guys, and I was changing a light bulb for Ben Maxwell. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had, I didn't even think about it. I didn't. I just took the light bulb out of the thing. Yes. And he had his, his hands out. And I threw this scalding hot old light bulb. Oh, God. You were, you were a subordinate, and you were just, your superior well, wanted the light bulb. If it was so hot, why did it not burn your hand? Because I had held it by the, the, glass. the glass part, and I put the metal part in his hand. Yeah. He was so mad at me. Oh, he was, it was like, hilarious. why would you do I remember that? that. What did you do? It was hilarious. It was oh, hilarious. It was uh-huh. so great. Steve, you have to share your story from last week. Oh, yeah. So uh, I'm getting out of the car. We're having a downpour rain. When, for, some time, for some reason, whenever, I know, Preston, you'll verify this. Whatever kind of weather we're having, it becomes the worst when we pull into the lot in the morning here sure, in the dark. Yeah. So the rain is pouring down. And I'm like, okay, it's just a few feet up to the uh, the entrance. I get out of the car. I've got my bags. Okay, I don't even need the umbrella because I'm going to just run in. And I'm there, and, and I'm, I, I hit the button to close and lock the car, and it's not locking. I'm like, oh, God damn, what? Did, did I leave the keys in the in the car? Because it's the only reason it won't lock is because the keys are in the car, but my the keys are black. The fob is black. Huh. Low light. I'm like, ah. Oh. So I'm looking under the chair. I'm looking between the console and the, and the, and the chair, and I'm like, take out the phone now. And I turn on the light, and I'm, I'm looking under the car and all this stuff, and I'm well, now I'm, I'm drenched, so I got to open up the back door, pull out the umbrella. So I'm holding like nine different things, the umbrella, my, my phone. And as I lean back, I feel so, feel something metallic hit my chin. The keys were in my mouth. He was holding it in his teeth the whole time. Were you angry or uh, laughing I, at yourself? I was... Or? Angry and laughing. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. that's better than when I had my sunglasses on my face asking who the dead man was that stole my sunglasses. Who's the dead man? They weren't even on my head. They were actually on my eyes. Press you're wearing them. You're wearing them. Yeah. Oh. You're looking through them. Well, mm-hmm. let me ask you. Was alcohol... Heavily involved. Yeah, this yeah, is heavily involved. So you, involved. You, you we were had, in Mexico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had a reason. Marissa? All right, I have never told you guys this, and I'm kind of nervous because right. my landlord listens to the radio station. Mm-hmm. I went to Greece, um, what, four, four years ago, four or five years ago? I left my hair straightener on in my bathroom for seven days. And did it, it never turned off? It never turned off. Aren't they supposed to? I think I had an older model one, and it didn't. Did it, wh- where was it? On the counter? It was on the counter. It didn't even it leave It was in mark. your pile of oily rags. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't get that hot. And Angela, I don't turn it that hot because it will burn my hair, and you've taught me well. Yeah. Mm. Um, she yells at me. Uh, but no, it didn't leave a mark on the counter. It didn't do anything. But I walked in after being away in a whole other country, and it was just that little red light. 
that wow. my brother has been yelling at me for years is just on. Could you imagine wow. if you burnt down your whole building? No, no, oh no. My God. That would have been no. unpleasant. That would have sucked. It would have been great material but... for the show. It would have been even more famous, yeah, 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 yeah. There was somebody in my No apartment. more dinner on Blanc. Yeah. There was somebody in my apartment building that had left mail on top of the stove, and they must have, like, bumped into the range oh, and it turned man. it on. Who the hell? smoked out their entire apartment. Hang on. I did that one time. I did. We, really? Yeah. We had bought a, um, a rotisserie. Yeah. A chicken rotisserie. So a separate, you know, yeah. appliance. Okay. And we'd leave mail and pieces of whatever all over the kitchen, you yeah. know? And I just, whatever, for whatever reason, I just... Tossed a, a handful of mail on top of that thing, I guess the day before, whatever. And then, uh, you know, that night I threw in a chicken. And by the time it was done, chickens and that wasn't the only thing that was brown. <laughs> the mail was old. It was literally brown. Everything had turned brown, and anything that had like a little plastic window to show you the, you know, the return address melted. or whatever, it was melted. Yeah. Yeah, the wife loved that one. <laughs> That was great. Well, listen, those it just gets you lots of brownie points. The big the, the biggest insult my wife ever threw at me had to do with leaving the oven on or turning the oven yeah. on because she used to do this thing where she would leave the um like the cookie sheets, the cooking pans yes. in the oven as a storage yeah. facility. Now, I would just blindly, as I have always done, just turn the oven on to yeah. heat it up if we're gonna cook something. Right. And like three times, maybe more, I had done that with the pans still in there. And that just enraged her. My argument was, what do you think? I'm going to ruin the cooking pans by having them in the oven? That's what they're made for. And she literally, the last time I had ever done it, she just looks at me and she goes, how stupid are you? (laughs) It was the most abrasive thing my wife has ever said to me. You just love to hear that from your wife. Now, now what she does sometimes is she sometimes will keep foster cats in the oven. And I don't check. Yeah. No, no, no. But but I mean, what what is a liability there, Preston, is sometimes if you don't realize and the pans have been in there and you go to remove them. Yeah. (laughs) Well, if you're going to open the oven and you don't feel it's hot, it's your own fault. So. Uh, let me go to, I'm going to go to Chuck. Hi, Chuck. Good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, hey what? <laughs> What's hey, up, Chuck? Sorry for the low energy. That's hey, okay, buddy. I had a, a grill hooked up to natural gas, like you would hope, uh, to propane up there in Jersey. Yep. Right. He did his, his barbecue, and then a week later, he goes out to start it up again, finds it's been running for a whole week. And An entire like double. Oh my God. God! Yeah, that's that's part of it too. You're just going to waste all that money. That's mainly what I was pissed about when I left my propane on. So he had he had a direct line. He had a direct line into it. Yeah. Yeah, and I always thought that was a great idea until I heard about that. Right. Yes, and then it suddenly changed your mind. I remember nice. years ago, Preston, so my dad, you know, during the week he wouldn't have cocktails, but on the week, you know, he'd barbecue and have a couple of, co- couple of pops. Yeah. And uh, my mom and he would uh, have that. And so he goes out, and uh, I guess he turned the gas grill on and forgot it was on and uh, went out. And, and so he... <laughs> Whatever led to it, all I remember is it looked like every scene in a movie where the hero's walking away from an explosion. (laughs) I mean, it was literally a ball of self-consuming flame just going up in the thing. And uh, my my dad just just turned around slowly, but we were that close to having a detonate. Wow. I'm going to go next to Ken, a firefighter. Hey, Ken, good morning. 
Nope. I guess we lost him. All right. Aww. Let me go next to James. Hi, James. Good morning. Am I on the air? Yeah. Yes. Sweet. Nice. <laughs> What's up, James? Yo. Um, well, I got another similar explosion story, but um, we, um, my wife and I just moved into this, like, like kind of what we think of like a bougie neighborhood because it kind of felt like the Jeffersons or whatever. Everybody has like these nice houses and they're all like, you know, five years or less old. But, um, so I I normally grill a lot. So we just moved in. I put the cover or take the cover off. Um, we literally lived in the house for two days. We were like still unpacking. And, um, you know, the, the, the the cooking spray that you, uh, we spray on the grill. So it's like the food doesn't stick all the time. Sure. Like a can of Pam. Yeah. Well, Needless to say, I normally would check to see if the flames lit or whatever, but I hear it. I click, 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 and I will hear the, hear the sound. I'm like, okay, going inside to prep the food. About 10 minutes later, my, my wife hears this, like, kaboom outside. And I was like, I didn't really think of it because I didn't really hear, like, much. And um, she's like, you might want to go outside and look. And um, I go outside, and the whole grill is engulfed in flames. I was like, oh, my God. So, like, like, I go inside, like, I grab some water, like, kind of pull it out. I mean, luckily, it was contained inside of the grill, but, like, it mushroomed out the side, and it's, like, I see the neighbors start to look out the side, and it's, like, we had just literally moved in, and they're, like, and my wife's, like, oh, my God, this is so embarrassing. Like, we had just moved in, and she was, like, freaking out. And I'm, like, it's okay. The grill's fine. She's, like, we're going to need a new grill. We're going to need a new deck. You almost blew down the house. Like, oh, so... It was crazy, but, like, it was not a very good welcoming to the neighborhood. No, a literal kaboom. Yeah, would definitely. Uh, so would... so, so the can was, was it on the grill? It was inside the grill, because I guess when I was moving, I just shoved it in. Oh, oh, you didn't look first. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's, that's, it was it was crazy, but, you know, long yep. story short, yep. I still have the grill. It still works fine. Wow. I had to push the sides in a little bit. <laughs> it's all good. Thanks, wow. James. Man, yeah, those things, that's thats like a little bomb. Any aerosol can like that. Yeah. It's up like that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I will go to Joe's been on hold for a while, so let me go to him. Hey, Joe, good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Good. What's up, bud? Uh, first of all, I want to say I apologize to my wife for telling the story, but I have to call and tell it. <laughs> Do tell. Go um, for it. Six years ago, my daughter was just born, you know, brand, you know, infant baby, so she was going to the mall. And um, I get a phone call about an hour later, and I can't find my keys. I'm like, all right. She got on there. I can't, you know, I'll put them down in the store. So she's running around the mall with an infant. So I leave work. I go help her, you know, go to the mall. I was on my way home anyway. So go to the mall, go to security. I'm in the mall for probably about two and a half hours. Never dawned on me to go to the car. Call security. They can't find the keys. Go through all the, you know, the whole mall. Mm-hmm. Call the tow truck company. I was like, tow truck companies. I'm, I'm outside the mall. Walk to the car. Here the car is opened. Door opened. Car running. <laughs> Radio running, <laughs> um, and it was raining. So not only that, the car was soaked. Oh, um, she left the car running inside the mall for three hours. Oh my god! Wait, yeah, outside the mall while she was inside well, the mall. Yeah, okay. she was. Yeah, she was inside the mall. She the parked car. inside the mall. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even yeah, know. So hang on, but she now. she left the door open too. Not fully open, but you know, just enough where you know it was open. <laughs> Um, so she blamed it on baby brain, but I blamed it on stupidity. <laughs> I, I, wow. I was yeah, because she, you know, had to call the tow truck company out, and yeah. you know, we're outside. You know. I didn't want me to go to the car. I didn't think she was that yeah. you know, idiotic to leave the car running, but uh, there she was. But Man, I blamed it on baby brain, and Man. I slept on the couch for a couple of days. So. Oh, you yeah. gotta love it. Thanks, yeah. Joe. You gotta love those moments where you're like, Jesus, how, yeah. how 
dumb am I? Yeah. Well, I mean, we had already told the story about how I did the the exact same thing there at the Springfield Mall. Left my car running yes. for you know a little while. I went shopping and radio blaring and all that. But uh, there was another instance that happened to me uh, around that same time because it was the same car. And I wish I could remember what it was my little brother did that distracted me. But I pulled in front of my house. It's probably like 10 o'clock at night. And I was only running into my house for a quick second because I needed to go somewhere else. It might have been like a Wawa run or whatever. But I went into my house. I asked my little brother something. I can't remember what it, what, what it was. But he either didn't have it or didn't do it or lost it or whatever it was. And it pissed me off so bad that I had completely forgotten that I left my car running outside and that I needed to go somewhere. And I like stormed upstairs and went to my room and I went to bed and I fell asleep. <laughs> Wait, you know, three o'clock in the morning, ding dong, the police are at the door. What? <laughs> yes. I left were, my car running out front of my house. Were the, were the lights on and everything? Or? Everything. Oh my Everything. God. Like I was only, I only meant to go inside. I, I can't remember for the life of me. There's a better what story. What it was that, well, what I did. Real quick, like, had, yeah. had a neighbor called or something or why would the police? Because, well, two things. Uh, uh, at night, you're not, well, you're not allowed to park on that side of the street. Okay. Right. Uh, you're only allowed to park on one side of the street. All right. And I guess the car had been <laughs> patrolling for a little while yeah. and like, you know, he might have let it go the first time he went by. But then two hours later, right. he goes by again. Okay. Yeah, he had, he had to follow up on it. My uh, my uh, story, your story that I love that is actually a, a more favorite <laughs> for me is the um, your car horn. Oh, geez. Explain that no, one that because that's hilarious. All right. Um, so my ca- I was having issues with the car, so I got mad at it one time. <laughs> um, so because it, it would just stop on me. So uh, I, I punched the car horn because I was so mad at it. <laughs> And as a result, on the I steering wheel, on bam. the steering wheel, yeah. boom! I punched it so hard <laughs> that it then uh, it glitched the horn, and then the horn would just kind of go off, <laughs> just like randomly. And, and randomly in the middle of nowhere. Like at one point, uh, but I'll, I'll talk about the final straw. <laughs> but at one, like I was, <laughs> I was asleep in the middle of the night, and I would just hear. <laughs> 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 And then, so anytime the car would be jolted a little bit, it would, it would go yeah. off. It, and it was a loud bugle yeah. horn. Yeah. <laughs> so I go to work one morning. I shut the car door. And the second I shut the car door, and there's nothing I can do to get it to stop. You just hear me drive away. <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually went off. So then later on that day, I'm at H&R Block getting my taxes done. And the the horn, I'm sitting in this store, Kathy, and the horn just goes off. And the guy goes, what is that? And I stood up. I go, that's what you get for punching your steering wheel. And I, and I went out to the car. I opened up, and I literally ripped the horn out of the steering wheel. I had had enough at that point. And it never, it never went off again. I love that you're in that bed. Was, that <laughs> was your car yes. getting back at you. Yes. Yeah. Was that the same car that had the uh, side mirror duct tape to it? No, that was uh, that was my nice car, Kathy. Oh, all right. Sorry. <laughs> that was, uh, I, I traded it in uh, for that car. That was my Honda Civic. Okay. Oh, my God. What, what kind of make was the horn car? 
You remember? Uh, it was a Buick Skylark. <laughs> Skylark. Okay. It's so funny. Nick and I were like, we, we. I think we led parallel lives. I mean, we both drove an 89 <laughs> Buick Skylark, right? Uh, mine might have been an 88, but yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, both born in July of, two, of 1975. In the same hospital. In the same oh. hospital, yeah. I used, to have, I used to have a horn rig where I, I would have to just twist the wires to honk it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have my friend who's is an old maverick that he had. He beat that thing up so bad that eventually, that like yours, Casey, the horn mechanism had come off of the steering wheel. Yeah, and it was just a piece of rubber. And if you wanted to, you had to pinch it between your two. That's what I would do. <laughs> so you're driving, and you just you'd grab a clump of wires oh and just my God. twist it. My friend had a Chevy Cavalier. They don't make Cavaliers anymore, do they? I don't know. You used to be able to take the, the key out of the ignition, like, in the middle of driving. Oh, my God. Yeah, I had a friend that had the same thing. It, it wouldn't matter, really. <laughs> you needed the key to start the car. Right. You did not need the key in the ignition to drive the oh, car. And, and the ridges on the key were just sort of a, for there for cosmetic purposes. I'll see a suggestion. And you could stick a tongue depressor <laughs> yeah. in the turn of the car would oh, go on. my God. I love that horn story. That's <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> 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 what would you be saying to yourself in your head? I hate that car. Well, no, I hate it. When that was going on, because it's it's the middle of the night. I'm, yeah. I'm my only thought is please, don't please go stop. Off. No, like uh, oh, even it, it, even the chirping, I was okay with. It's but like, teasing you. It's it's taunting you. I'm, you I'm know, so, go. Uh, I could do it at any time. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, <laughs> go. I'm gonna shoot. Um, <laughs> but please don't go off because I'm on the third floor. Yeah. I would have to go all the way down. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> that stupid thing that the, uh, that car. So I had uh, had a, a lot of problems with the car. My my girlfriend at the time lived three hours away in North Jersey, and the car wouldn't start. And I was stuck up there. It was a Sunday yeah. evening, and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> like I'm stuck in North Jersey. And so her friend's boyfriend was like a kind of a mechanic and he is under the car just with a wrench just banging <laughs> banging on the engine and yeah. then eventually the car started and so I'm driving I'm you know all right just whatever you do don't make any sudden stops because yeah. if, if I ever stop suddenly <laughs> suddenly the car would just shut off and I'm on 287 and I see these guys they they had run out of gas I and they're walking, and they're miles away from the nearest exit. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to help these guys out. Oh, no. I, because my car was just stranded. I'm going to help these guys out. I pull over to the side of the road. I pick them up. Yeah. They get in the car. We get off the exit. They get some gas. We get back on 287 North, loop around, come down to 287 South, and I stopped so suddenly that my car stopped, and I was stuck on 287. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, for an hour. I'm like, I don't know. I, I, I don't <laughs> So you, they're in the car. I think with at this you. time I had a beeper. I didn't even have a cell phone or anything oh, yeah. like that. A pager. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's oh, funny. God. They just get out immediately and start walking. They're like, "Sorry, dude." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Dude, a bunch of people, Casey, are texting in about the. Uh, I was going to say Cavalier, <laughs> which is what my friend called his Chevy Cavalier. But that many people drove that without having the key in the ignition at all. It just it seems like nobody really needed the key in the ignition for the Chevy Cavalier. All right, it was a defect of some sort. I guess. Wow. And a great horn system, we've learned. Merp, yep. Merp, yep. Merp. <laughs> Would it be that way? Like, merp. No. Okay. It was. It was more abrupt. It was just. Merp. Yeah. Okay. Merp. Anyhow, all right. Well, thanks for sharing. I love that. I forgot about the horn story. That's absolutely one of my favorites. But uh, nonetheless, if you feel stupid today, hopefully we've helped you feel a little less stupid by oh, yeah. things that we've done before. 
I would like to, as we are taking a break, give away a $50 gift card that I have right now, and it is for uh, the center, I'm sorry, this is for the Dilworth Park Cafe and Air Grill. We'll take caller 15 at 215-263-WMMR. Don't forget that they have the All-American Cookout, and uh, Marissa has an appearance tomorrow uh, from 5.30 to 7.30. Stop by and see her. The whole event goes through the 23rd, and it does start tomorrow. So if you are interested, call number 15. We're going to take care of you. We'll take a break, and we'll continue the line of stupidity as the bizarre file is up next. So stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. What's new? Glad you asked. Rival Sons. Godsmack. The Revivalist. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. We got bizarre file stories. Let's get to them now. Bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's bizarre, bizarre file. All right, the file this morning is brought to you by Sequoia Outback. You can create the backyard of your dreams at Sequoia Outback. It's on Route 309 in Hatfield or online at decksupplies.com. We'll start with this. The Florida Bay uh, Palm Bay Police Department have arrested a Florida man that they said stole pool float toys for sex, quote, instead of raping women. Well, there you go. That's, uh, that's his excuse. Anyway, Baby steps. So, yeah. Florida man. Florida man. I think I'm really making some positive changes. Christopher Monin is charged with burglary of an occupied dwelling and petty theft. His uh, last name is Monin. M-O-N-N-I-N. Oh, Monin boy. was seen acting suspiciously around 125 in the morning. When an officer confronted him as he was riding his bike, they said he admitted to having deflated pool floats in the bag that he was carrying. Have you had the talk with your pool floats, Preston? Not yet. But in the city of Palm Bay, they've been plagued with burglaries in the past seven months in which the suspect cuts the screen or otherwise enters a victim's back pool deck area and steals only pool floats. Mm. Officers said that Monin admitted to the uh, to going into victims' backyards and stealing their pool toys. About 75 floats were found in Monin's possession. The report says that Monin stated that he sexually gratifies himself with the pool floats instead of raping women. Well, that sounds healthy. There you okay. go. Uh, to deal with a wave of violence and corruption sweeping over the Colombian port city of Buenaventura, the bishop of the local diocese has proposed using a Navy helicopter to shower the entire city in holy water and purge the evil. That's how bad it's gotten. This uh, We got to go nuclear with this bitch. Monsignor Ruben Dario Jaramillo Montoya Bishop of the Diocese of Buenaventura plans to perform a mass exorcism in the Colombian city. Wow, that's cool. That has seen violent crime and corruption rise to an all-time high. With the support of the National Navy, uh, he wants to use a helicopter to sprinkle holy water over the city in an attempt to get rid of the demons. 
It's scheduled for July 13th or 14th. Uh, I'll be curious to see how it works. Uh, the bishop's announcement came a week after the life. Of, yeah, I'm sure it'll take yeah. care of it right away. Sure enough. Uh, hey, everyone's a lot nicer. It worked. Yeah, they found, a uh, unfortunately, a, a dead 10-year-old girl. And that was kind of the last straw to this guy. All right. Uh, and the data shows that of the five-month period in 2019, 51 people uh, were killed in Buenaventura. Time for a mass exorcism. That's what they're going for. Yeah. A Miami Beach woman or a Florida woman, I guess you could call her, is in custody after allegedly jabbing at and stomping on a sea turtle nest. Oh, okay. Florida woman! Florida woman! Uh, jail records show 41-year-old uh, Yakin Lu uh, was arrested and charged with harassing, molesting a marine turtle or eggs. Uh, the crime is a third-degree felony in the state of Florida, meaning that Lou could face a hefty fine if found guilty. Aren't you supposed to, like, help them get into the surf and all that stuff? And uh, You're not supposed to do anything, go near them at all. Drive them around a little bit? Uh, what they what they will do sometimes, they put little uh, fences up around their nesting areas. But not stomp them. They don't no. encourage that. You don't, you're not supposed to stomp the, uh, the sea turtles. Uh, Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation officials inspect the nests. Said the eggs were not damaged in the incident, so uh-huh. none were hurt. But uh, Lou is being held on a five thousand dollar bond. Who's Lou? Uh, that's a good question, and uh, it's not clear if she had an attorney or not. So. Who's Lou? Yeah. Hours. <laughs> Thank you. I was over there. <laughs> Hours after a North Carolina boy thwarted a home invasion with a machete to the back of an intruder's head. The 19-year-old suspect walked out of a hospital and got away. Uh, Jatavian Hall, uh, who had an arrest warrant in connection with the home invasion, left the medical center on Friday night against medical advice. He had told a nurse that he needed to leave because police were going to be looking for him. Okay, well, take care. Toodaloo. Yeah. After being transferred to the hospital. Well, you don't want to get caught. (laughs) uh, Hours earlier, because of a head wound, Hall had uh, slipped out of the hospital in a gown holding what appeared to be a cup of water. Uh, the sheriff's office said uh, county and state law enforcement, U.S. Marshals were looking for it. They, they did eventually find him, I found out in a follow-up to Look, this. It's actually a funny story. I was attempting to rob a house, and a 10-year-old attacked me with a machete. So uh, I've <laughs> got to get going, but thank you so much. Hospital staff were often alert authorities when a suspect is discharged. On Friday night, however, the hospital said its staff was extremely busy taking care of multiple traumas simultaneously. But the 11-year-old boy, a baseball player, was home alone Friday morning when the intruders arrived. While the woman knocked on the front door of the boy's house, a man was breaking in through a window. Uh, The boy told authorities another man waited by a car outside the house. The man who entered through the window grabbed a pellet gun in the home and forced the boy into a bedroom closet. The child, described by the sheriff's office as a star baseball player, left the closet, grabbed a machete, and then struck a blow to the intruder's head. Dude, a 10-year-old kid taking a machete to an intruder's head? That's pretty wild. That is a ballsy move. After being wounded... By the way, it's always good to have a machete in the house. After being wounded, the intruder kicked the boy in the stomach and the side of the head before grabbing a PlayStation and a television... This is the dude with the, with the machete wound to the yeah. head. Oh, he loves uh, video games. But bleeding heavily, the man dropped the home electronics and fled with the other suspects. Deputies provided area hospitals with descriptions of the suspect and his injuries. Hall was connected to the case when he arrived at the hospital with a head injury. Got to give it to you, little scamp. You got me good. He was uh, facing charges that include breaking and entering, second-degree kidnapping, and uh, assault on a child younger than 12 when he left the hospital. So, uh, But they did end up tracking him down. They got him, so he is uh, behind bars. 
And that is what I have in the bizarre file for now, my friends. Hey, don't forget, today is Tattoos Day. This is your chance to win a Preston and Steve-themed tattoo. Just text word tattoo to 39333, and we're randomly going to choose a winner. By the end of today's program, you get a $350 gift certificate for your Preston and Steve tattoo from world-famous Philadelphia Eddie's Tattoo. So... Get uh, get yourself on it and get to it. We are going to take a quick break. We will come back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Quick, I want to send a, uh, you know, I guess I could do a shout out. Do Um, it. I was at Wawa this morning, uh, and a guy named Joe came over to me while I was in my car. He was very excited to come over and say hello I didn't catch anything other than Joe when he was wearing a like a yellow safety vest. Oh. And a big listener to the show, and he's decided to come over and say hello. So I want to give a shout-out to Joe. Thank you for listening, Joe. Appreciate Joe, that. Joe, I love you. Now, I'm not going to go that oh, I'm far. Sorry. I barely I just know the guy. So. I didn't know if they had a moment. Uh, this is also an email I got. It says, hey, my name is Michael Ziegler. And I've been listening to you and uh, Steve since I moved into this area in 2010 when I got stationed at McGuire Air Force Base in New Jersey. While I'll still continue to listen to MMR on the iHeartRadio, I was hoping that I could get a farewell shout-out before I leave on Thursday to go back to my hometown in Northern Virginia. I would appreciate it. So, you know what? Yeah, man. Thank you, Michael Ziegler, who's been here since 2010. There's a shout out for you. We appreciate you continuing to listen. <clears throat> yep. And then here's another one that says, uh, hey, guys, and this I'm a couple of days late on this. So I actually I'm one day late on this. Uh, hey, guys, it's just that you look so nice today. <laughs> says <clears throat> my best mate, Bill Gallon, is a longtime listener way back to the Y100 days. And I'm pretty sure he owns the entire Sonic Session catalog. He never misses a show and is committed to catching every single episode live or by podcast. Tomorrow, June 17th, so I got this a couple days ago, uh, is his birthday. And I would be honored if you'd give him a quick shout out. Uh, just a simple name drop would make his year. Thank you, guys. And Gadzooks, that is from Ryan uh, Stefan- Stefanik. So uh, here's a shout out. That's for Bill Gallon. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, and then, you know what? I'll do one more because, uh, oh, yeah. Now, some of these I run late on, so let me... I'm not sure if this is... You bat him out of the park so far. Uh, says, hey... Da, 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 da. Yeah, you know what? This is from a few days ago, but I'm going to throw him a shout anyway. Uh, this is, hey, Preston, my name is Carl. I'm the older member of Team Tutu from the Walk a Mile in Her Shoes. <laughs> so these guys wearing pink tutus. They're great. Uh, a couple of years ago, you played Highway to Hell for me on our annual Father's Day canoe trip, uh, and we're taking off tomorrow morning. This year's trip is the 50th annual... And wanted me to play a song for him and everything, uh, but he said, um, "It uh, could you say it for the for the gentleman whose father started the trip? His name is Greg Dargan, uh, and we just wanted to throw a shout out to him. So here you go, guys. Sorry I'm late with that, but I just wanted to get that information out real quick. Uh, hey, we have uh, Marissa appearing tomorrow at the All American Cookout at Dilworth Park. And Air Grill and Dilworth Park Cafe are going to be ser- serving summertime staples." 
including Maker's Mark Bourbon Barbecue Burgers, Landshark Lager, kid-friendly favorites, and local sweets from Weckerly's Ice Cream. She will be there tomorrow from 5.30 to 7.30. I want to go ahead and give away a $50 gift card right now. Nice. Call number 9 at 215-263-WMMR. They brought in some great food. Nick, you were going off. On the wings that are there. I hate saying that those are the best wings I've ever had because I, I, I think I've said that before and maybe it dilutes the message. Those are the best wings I've ever had. They're so <laughs> delicious that they're just like incredibly flavorful. I got to uh, try them. Yeah, they're really good. So they're from Smoking Dudes Barbecue Wings. Okay. And they they use uh, Maker's Mark Kentucky barbecue sauce. They brought uh, you a bottle of Maker's Mark. I noticed Mark. that. Okay. <laughs> it was uh, very, very nice. And they brought a bunch of other good stuff as well, including the Homestyle Apple Pie Jar. Those look amazing. I saw that. I'm going to save that for a little bit later on. Um, so thank you, guys. And uh, caller number nine, we are going to set you up. And while we're talking about food, if you guys oh, are no. hungry... I can put on my chef's hat, and we can spend some time with the connoisseur this morning. It's time for the connoisseur. He knows all the great recipes, all the great places to eat, and how to get the best tables in town. Mm. We're going to start with this, uh, the fact that it is barbecue season. Reynolds Wrap, and I love it that these companies do this sometimes. They offer up a temporary position. For you to, like, you know, test market things and stuff like that. You could test Reynolds Wrap? No. Well, t- Reynolds Wrap is looking for someone to travel across in case if you did, if you weren't working full-time right now, this would be perfect for you. Mm-hmm. Someone to travel across the United States in search for the tastiest ribs. Uh, so if savory barbecue wow. wasn't enough, they're also going to give you a $10,000 check to go along with it. So wow. this is a paid position. Why wouldn't you let me do this? To <laughs> drive around the country and eat ribs. Uh, this is uh, according to the the listing. The company states in the news release, "If you don't mind, <laughs> anybody, <guess laughs> sorry, a solo there. <laughs> if you don't mind being a pay, paid to taste some of the most delicious barbecued ribs across the country, posting envy-inducing pictures of your food and falling asleep every night dreaming about how your next rack of ribs will be." then you could have what it takes to be the next Reynolds Wrap Chief Grilling Officer. Now, do they cover your hotel and travel costs? Yes, or? they Okay, do. because if it has to come out of the ten grand, that's a rip-off. Nope, everything. The person chosen will travel across the country for the first two weeks of August. Just two weeks. Two weeks. To take a vacation. Huh? In search of the best barbecue in America. Along the way, uh, the CGO will then be in charge of posting photos, grilling techniques. You're not a griller, though. I'm not. And other multimedia on the company's website and social media channels. Well, are the grilling techniques from the people who are actually making the ribs you're tasting? That's a good Maybe question. Maybe you could be a, com- a complete novice. They give you the tips, and you just keep eating. It's an influencer for rib lovers, basically. That's what the Kendall Jenner is. The position includes prepaid travel and lodging uh, for you and the guest. Wow. And the hardest part will be picking who's going to go along with you. Man, you know what they used to do at um, at the stadium? Uh, Gary Maddox used to do a rib competition. Yeah. And I was called in to judge that a couple of times. That uh, Ribs are great. You can OD on ribs a little bit. It's true. Because uh, I ate way too many of them. But I do miss that, that event. That was pretty cool. Uh, but those interested in applying for this position need to submit a photo of themselves grilling along with 100 words about why they would be the best fit for the position. Do you have to have a letter from a state senator? It wouldn't hurt. Okay. Uh, now, you have to apply by tomorrow uh, at midnight. Well, that's short notice. And you can go to the Reynolds Wrap website to get the full information. I I don't know if I'll do that. What I'll probably do, Preston, is take a piece of Reynolds Wrap and crush it on my face so it looks like my face when I take it off. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. 
Uh, I would love to do something like this. It would be so much fun. Years ago, when you had no commitments, yeah. it would be, be a perfect thing to do. Yeah, and just, you know, it's part of the hitting the road thing, Case, of getting out there and just yes. seeing a little bit of the country. I hate to say it, but you know it would be perfect for this? Mm-hmm. Gary Lauer. Gary, really? Ooh. Send Gary out. He, has, is he Does he have a job yet? By the way. Do we know if he's alive? Gary never got back to us no. when, we, when we put a, a, a word out for a wellness check on Gary Lauer. I never heard from him. He, he might wanna... be out right now tasting ribs. Yeah, we want to call him. Do I need to uh, get you his, have his number? number? I, of course I do. Yeah, um, That's right. Now he has to crawl up on the telephone pole and answer the phone. <laughs> uh, so anyhow, maybe we should check on uh, Gary. All right. Uh, all right. What else do I have here for you from the uh, file of the connoisseur? What else from the connoisseur? Last year, the founder and CEO of Mom's Organic Market, a guy named Scott Nash, did something that many are afraid to do. He ate a cup of yogurt that was months past its expiration oh, date. I heard about this guy. And then he had tortillas a year past their expiration date. Now, this is a job I could do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Nick is an expert at this. Mold, it doesn't matter. Uh, Nash said, I ate heavy cream, I think, 10 weeks past the date. And then uh, meat, sometimes a good month past its oh, date. Oh, dear. He apparently said it didn't smell bad. He rinsed it off, and it was good to go. So it was all part of his year-long experiment to test the limits on food that had passed its expiration date. And it turns out the dates on food labels have very little to do with food safety. No, it's just when you can sell it, right? Well, in many cases, expiration dates uh, don't indicate when food stops being safe to eat. Rather, safe to eat. Rather, they tell you when the manufacturer thinks the product will stop looking and tasting its best. So it has. Re- I've heard this before that it has no real relationship to when you are able or should consume it. That it has that we are throwing away a lot of good food needlessly, Is yep. that, and that's his point. Correct. Oh, yep. Everything mm-hmm. goes in the tr- Everything. It's the, Such even a waste. if it's like a day before, I'm like, yeah, that's going to be Bring it in, tomorrow. give it to me, Kath. I'll eat it. It's like you, you could milk? put it in a, just a box and, and crush it all together. Nick will eat it. Thank but, you. I, hold on. Hold on. Why, also, why are there no um, expiration dates on eggs? They never. Expire. Eggs can last for quite well, a while. Because I've had a bad egg and it. I thought I was dying. Mm. Yeah, it's a rotten. Last one ends a rotten egg. I mean, that's where that comes from. So eggs can go rotten, um, but they they but do keep no... a lot longer than you think they do. Yeah, but, because the, like the ones that I get. Most times, every once in a while, I'll see an expiration date on it. Same same brand, everything, you know, normal stuff that I buy. But most times, there's nothing on it, which I find odd. Hold on. For a moment, you said milk, right? Yeah. I just heard you say that. What about milk? I throw it out. Oh, that, yeah. That's when it goes sour. That's well, the no, day no, before. No, 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 no. She's talking about just the date. Date, yep. Because milk, oh. all you have to do is smell it. If there's uh, no smell, then yeah. you are fine. You or can, you can go date. a week or two after, and if it smells okay, I've gone it's past. Fine. I've no. gone past the expiration date. If you keep it refrigerated, why? it's fine. I'll tell you because it's Kathy. I'll tell you why because it's in my head. I see yes. the date and I smell it, and I'm it's like psychological. I think I, I think it's bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's and probably she never gets not. Sick, so she wants to make sure. Yeah, that you're that right. Your track record is good. Never, never gets ill. Never a day sick. Not well, but you guys make a joke. But I've had food poisoning a number of times. That's the exact reason it goes in the How trash. How many times do you have food poisoning? I've had food poisoning like terribly twice, and then I had so I. the egg incident, and uh, I think the other one was cheese. I was eating it, and I know that mold on it is okay, but um, it actually made me sick. And again, I think that might have been in my head. I've had food poisoning uh, twice. Very profound. Uh, it was horrible, but I still shop at the discount egg and milk store. <laughs> no, no yeah. way. Everything's sour, and the eggs are all. Listen, even uh, condiments. I'm like mm, no. Well, 
expiration oh date they're God. going. Wow. I've I've eaten, yeah, really old condiments. Well, and they look fine. Yeah. Well, the cool well, thing here's is the deal. ketchup starts to become tomatoes again if you let it get old enough. <laughs> here's the deal. So so they've 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 gone from there's there's best if used by and yeah. used right, by. Right. Okay, so best if used by is gonna give you the best quality taste, flavor, look of of the food. Use by means chances are that it could go bad by this time. Not necessarily on this day. This is it. This is the last. Because everything's a little bit different. The temperature is a little bit different in your refrigerator. How long it's sitting out and exposed while you're yeah. you know, making things. If you store it right. So best if used by, you can kind of ignore. Uh, but used by, you kind of look at the date and go, okay, it's getting kind of close. And then you can tell by smelling by you know feeling something if it's you know if it's something that's supposed to be soft and it's hard now it's obviously stale, uh, but smelling is a big part of it. If it smells bad, don't eat it. If it smells okay, your chances are you're pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. Have you any of you guys watched that uh, chef show on uh, Netflix yet with Favreau? No. Mm-hmm. So uh, in one of the episodes, one of the early episodes, he makes uh, beignets, those uh, New Orleans yes. donuts, and he makes them from a, from a mix, right? And the mix that he pulls out of the cupboard is is literally a year old, and he makes them with this chef that he worked with on the movie. And the chef says that they taste a little bit stale. Now, that guy is a, is a refined palate and can taste things, but he could tell from a mix that was a year old that they just didn't taste that fresh. They were still completely edible and, and, right. and tasted just fine. It's just sometimes they get a little older and they just don't taste quite as good as a, as a fresh item. But, to, but to, to a cultivated palate, perhaps that's something that would leap out at you. But for exactly. us, okay, come on, I eat cardboard. I had to make cupcakes for a party recently and I pulled out the box from, you know, just like, you know, boxed ones, uh, pulled it out from the cabinet and it was expired. And I'm like, man, really? Like, and I didn't, I didn't use it because I was making them for kids. Like, I don't know, you know. But what do they, kids know? But there was an expiration date on it, so I had to throw them out and go buy new ones. Well, I know that's your way. That's the way you roll. And if you're if you've had food poisoning, you're terrified of getting that. I can understand that. My my logic is probably flawed, and I freely admit it. But <laughs> I I honestly believe that if you cook something or microwave it, you're oh, fine. Yeah. Well, for the most part, that's true. Honestly, you can, you can cook, you can oh, burn man. stuff, any disease out of food if you try I'm hard sure enough. I'm sure I'm confusing opinion and fact, but I don't care. <laughs> I think I'm all right. I mean, how do cavemen do it, for Christ's sake? Thank you. By the way, this, uh, this article uh, says that while the FDA is encouraging manufacturers to use best if used by... As a best practice, it is still not required by law. It says here there is no federal law that requires dates on food except for infant formula. That's it. Really? The only thing. That's what it says. No federal law that requires dates on food. Can you search that, Nick, just to to verify? Except for infant formula. Go ahead. Uh, No, I was going to say, is there uh, a date on meat or is that just if you freeze it or not? Like I don't remember seeing like a date. If you on freeze that. it, it can last a long time, right? But does it list a date? It, I don't think I don't it does. Think so. For for uh, like you, chicken or steak or yeah. yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Sure. Yeah. Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah, I I absolutely remember seeing that. So Nick, according to the FDA, this is on the FDA's official website, except for infant formula, which is what you just said. Product dating is not required by federal regulations. There you go. It says here, for meat, poultry, and egg products under the jurisdiction of the Food Safety and Inspection Service, dates may be voluntarily applied, provided that they are labeled in a manner that is truthful and not misleading and in compliance with the FSIS regulations. So they can't just say, eat it forever, whenever you want. Right, right, yeah. exactly. But I guess yeah. that's Always why, good. I guess that's why, my, you know, some of the eggs that I buy on the carton, there's no date. Yeah, yeah. I've been told that eggs, I mean, things like eggs, you don't have to refrigerate them at all. 
Uh, what about the Chinese uh, burying the eggs for how many? Yeah, the duck eggs. Yeah, yes. I mean, so there's there's all different ways to do this. I just think I think Nick's idea of just throwing everything in an open fire. Thank you. And then eating it. <laughs> You're totally fine. The best bet. By the way, so 91% of consumers said they occasionally throw out food past its sell date because they think that it's unsafe. The food waste in landfills generates carbon dioxide and methane, a greenhouse gas 28 to 36 times uh, more effective at trapping heat in the atmosphere than carbon dioxide. And you're not just wasting calories and money, you're wasting all the resources that went into growing, packaging, and transporting that food. If you're throwing stuff away all the time. So forget Thanos, it's eggs. Yeah, there you go. That's a planet killer. That's a planet killer, apparently. (laughs) So keep that in mind, expiration dates. Just check the food. Or don't, and just throw it in a big fire. Or do that. Yeah. do that. All right, what else I have for you? Let's get to something a little more... Something a little more tasty from the connoisseur. There you go. We'll do something... Forget rotting food. Um, Yeah, let me, in fact, dig in here and find something... Dig in deep, connoisseur. ...that is officially tasty. Stir that bouillabaisse. Oh, yeah, here we go. Uh, Subway. Uh, Yes. Beginning on June 27th, more than 300 of their shops in three cities. Unfortunately, they're not around here, but, you know, they're going to test market these and might move it on. Uh, We'll begin serving sandwiches made with 8-inch... King's Hawaiian rolls. Oh, I love those. They're so good, aren't yeah, they? They're slightly they're really sweet, good. are they're they sweet. not? Yeah, yeah. And yeah they I do make, like them. And they make a variety of them too. They, yep. they, they make several different ones. But the we, devil, you say? We started buying those uh, a few months back, and my daughter just inhales them. She just absolutely they're delicious. Loves them. But they're great for sliders. Yeah, um, like oh. you know, pork sliders and stuff like that on a sweet roll or burgers. Oh yeah. my god, they're fantastic. We'd actually they're just use... the right amount of sweetness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not we too would much. actually use those for. Or like bread for like Thanksgiving dinner and stuff. Yeah, just throw those in the oven real quick. Yep. Honestly, I think it's time for an update on the Eucharist. Yeah. Uh, hey, can I throw this out to you guys? Go talking ahead. About bread, uh, because obviously we're you know in the land of hoagies and great and cheesesteaks and great sandwiches. But mm-hmm. um, there, I think there's a new game in town as far as uh, rolls are concerned. Really? Everybody wants to talk about amoroso. Is this breaking news? Well, kind of. Right. Um, a little bit. Let me just do this. Breaking break, break. break. <laughs> this just in. This is not to dis- uh, besmirch. Uh, a new kind of roll has made its appearance on the bread scene. We go down to corresponding Casey Foster. I just want to. I, I thank need you, preface. Tom. Uh, thank you, Tom. Yeah. Uh, and uh, whatever the Igleshevsky guy's name Marcy is. Jim, is on vacation. Jim Igleshevsky. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, and this is not to besmirch Amoroso, Lissios, or anything like that. They're all great. The Concha Hawk and Bread Company. Oh, yeah. Is like the best. I swear to you. Yeah. It is. Oh, Steve. Is like the Miami sound machine? It is. Come on, baby. <laughs> Let's do that conga. Yes. Okay. This has been breaking yeah. news. Break, break, breaking news. The breaking news. Concha Hawk and bread. What is it? Company. Everything's made fresh. Like, everyone loves them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, then right. you've uh, you've enticed me with your tale of this Concha Hawk and bread company. When I was doing the Real Philly Deli tour, uh, yeah. I believe it was the deli near you, Steve, that was on Ridge. Oh, oh I know. Yes. Concha Hawk and Italian Bakery. Sorry. That's what I think it is. All right. Uh, that was the... Um, we have an update on this. <laughs> I had the wrong name. I'm Apparently sorry. the wrong name was reported earlier. <laughs> it has a much more ethnic title. We go down to Casey Foster <laughs> with an update on the amended name from the previous story. Casey, what is the new name? Uh, Tom, I, I believe the new name is Conchahawken Italian Bakery, uh, but don't quote me on that. We never do. Thank you so much. Are you sure this is the place? I, I don't know. I, I thought oh. it was a Conchahawken yeah, Bread Company. It's but the Conchie Bakery. Conchie Bakery? Okay. Well, it's just in a third name. Is a... <laughs> 
made its way onto the scene pertaining to the previous two stories. <laughs> it's what now we got Conchie Baker. Oh, reporter sorry. Kathy Romano. That's <laughs> <laughs> a conflicting story. Kathy, what is the new name of the bread company in question? Tom, it's the same thing. Conchie Italian Bakery and Conchie, also known as Conchie Bakery to the That's locals. That's like 55 words in that name. <laughs> Should I call Thank my you, local uh, sandwich shop? We have Casey... Uh, with a follow-up to Kathy's story, Casey, what's going on out there? I can call my my local sandwich shop to find out where they get their bread from, and I can I can confirm the name for you, Tom. Why don't you call them and see how they answer the phone? Why don't you just both end this all <laughs> and make a sweet love? Oh, <laughs> <dear> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> all right. So anyhow, it is really really good, and it was uh, brought to my attention. I believe it was last summer, and I, I mean, I noticed it right I'll away. Never forget. <laughs> Honestly, with the first bite, I was okay. like, yo, where's this bread from, yo? Yo. <laughs> you double yo it? Yeah, I double yo it. Yo, you where's this bread, I was yo? Like, yo, son. Yeah. Yo, son. You started with a yo, and you end with it. Yo, man, yo. what's up yes. with this bread? <laughs> yo. It's yo. off the chain. I yo. You sound like Jesse Pinkman I from Breaking uh, Bad. Oh, bitch. And I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that they listen to us. At least somebody um, at the bakery listens to okay. us because I've talked to them before. All right. I used to be a bread hater. I was a bread denier Whoa. back in the day. And then eventually you I came around and realized how wonderful it, a good uh, roll or, or any kind of bread it can be. It, it you, you, you will succumb to it, especially if you find a bread that you like. Mm-hmm. It's just a given you know, it is what it is. Deal with it. I have a uh, somewhat unrelated question. Can I ask that right now, Concha? Uh, I mean, uh, connoisseur. Yeah, I guess so. Why do some people call Concha it whore? Well, why do some people call it Conchi and some people call it Conchi? Because it's locals and new people. Conchi is if you grew up there. Okay, Conchi. But people will Cunchy. literally write C U N S H Y. No, I mean they still spell it. I mean, at least the people that live there, they they're still going to spell it with an O. But okay. that's it's it's the locals. It's the people that have lived there. For, what do you say? I say Conchi. Okay, because you haven't I'm lived there implant. your whole life. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Thank All you. Right. All right, Tom uh, Brokaw, back to you. Back to yeah. the story uh, at hand. So uh, I was talking about uh, Subway oh, right. and the Hawaiian rolls. Uh, so it will be Champaign, Illinois, Reno, Nevada, and Richmond, Virginia. So basically the buttholes of the country are getting this. Jeez. Uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, so you can order in three ways, one of which is Aloha style, which means it'll be served on an 8-inch Hawaiian roll and with a deluxe portion of meat and double the cheese of standard 6-inch sandwich. And then it doesn't say how the other two ways you can order. I guess I guess maybe the whatever the other breads are. Connoisseur, I saw a commercial for something. I don't know if you have the report on it, but it concerns a McDonald's program that is coming up. You know no, all no. these sandwiches that they offer around the world mm-hmm. that never make it here? Yep. For like a week or maybe even a month, they are bringing those sandwiches domestically. Okay. Have you seen the commercials advertising this? No. So all of these sandwiches like that the, they have, you can only, heretofore you could have only gotten, say, in Italy, they're going to bring them here to the United States. Okay. So there's going to be a whole... Did, um, they, did they mention anyone's in particular? Could you check, uh, Nick, on the McDonald's site and see what, because uh, they're, they're running commercials for it. I've seen them now a couple of times. But all these things that you always talk about, Connoisseur, yeah. That we always like. So we'll, yeah. You got to go to Sweden to get it. Yeah, they're some, bringing them here. Sometimes they'll have really interesting concoctions yes. that uh, that haven't been tried uh, or, or you know test marketed in the states. And uh, I mean, like I remember way back when they, like in New England, they were trying out a lobster roll, and you had to be up that way to get it. And then, hmm. you know, there you go. Panera does one of those. Steve, here's one called. I'm not the Stroop Waffle McFlurry. 
It's from Germany, I guess. They got the Grand Extreme Bacon Burger, the Tomato Mozzarella Chicken Sandwich. That sounds good. Cheesy Bacon Fries. I want to know what the Stroopwafel McFlurry is. Here's Spain's Grand Extreme Bacon Burger, Australia's Cheesy Bacon Fries, Canada's Tomato Mozzarella Chicken Sandwich, and the Netherlands, you said, Preston, Stroopwafel McFlurry. McFlurry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so tasty. Uh, okay, all right, so we'll keep an eye out for those. Uh, you know what? I'll stay in the in the fast food realm. More from the connoisseur uh, concerning fast food. In fact, I can kind of double up on pizza here for a moment. Oh. Uh, Domino's Japan has just released a pizza dubbed the New Yorker. It's topped with 2.2 pounds of mozzarella cheese. <laughs> Holy crap. All right, how yeah. big of a pizza is this? Just under 16 inches, which is, you know. <laughs> that's too much. That's about, uh, you know, a regular large. So on your pizza, do you love tons of cheese? Uh, your cheese ratio? Do you What's your tomato sauce to cheese ratio? You know. Yeah. I mean, I, I like lots of cheese. Listen, you guys know the, the type of pizza I like, and, and it was. Yeah. I was just in St. Louis at mm-hmm. Emo's Pizza. I, I don't like Really super thick lots of bread on the pizza. I think it it's it's you're you're getting filled up with that when you're you're missing all the tasty stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey. all the sauce and cheese and and uh, you know sausage and pepperoni. And Emos is that thin crust. Have you very, ever very had thin, it, yeah. the Domino's thin crust? Um, it's damn good. Yeah, a long time ago. It's been mm-hmm. it's been quite a while. But now you go and you get flatbreads all over the places, appetizers and so forth. That's kind of like what Emos Pizza is, like a flatbread. It's similar, yeah. And what's great, too, is people think, man, you don't get much here. Well, dude, you can eat an entire large pizza yourself. It's awesome, and it doesn't cost any more. It's like when you get a flatbed bread pizza or a flatbed truck with pizza. Now, if you too. get a flatbread pizza, it's yeah. um, you can eat the whole pizza. That's the whole yeah. purpose. Yep. Uh, so there was another pizza story. Here we go. Uh, Little Caesars is testing a pizza. That seems to be aimed at indecisive pizza. It's called the Quattro Crust Pizza. The Quattro Crust Pizza consists of an entire pie with the traditional cheese and pepperoni, but the crust is divided into four flavors. There are no. There used to be a Little Caesars right down the road here on Township Line. Yeah, uh, actually, yes, it's right where City Line becomes Township Line. It's not there anymore, and that was the only one that I knew of. There's, there's that was one on the, the Boulevard. Is there? Yeah. Okay, because they. Um, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I was just going to say they ah. have these commercials, and I'm like, man, that looks good, but there aren't any around here. So one of here, here the, it's it's in four sections. One part of the crust has is cheddar and jalapenos. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, the second is cheddar and bacon. Yeah. The third is asiago and parmesan. I like asiago. And the fourth has asiago and parmesan breadcrumbs. Mm. That's pretty good, but it's only being tested in select cities right now. I agree with you, though, Preston. I don't need it breaded up. I came Too to much. the dance for the the pizza of the pizza. Yeah. I, I When you get those some of those really, you know, like the Chicago style, really thick... I remember what was it? Um, oh man, what was that? That uh, Chicago uh, pizza place that, that Pizzeria Uno? Yeah, Uno. Yeah, they, they're it was way too thick. The bread it was almost like cornbread with yeah. pizza stuff on top. I like to deep me. dish pizza, but deep dish pizza the way that I like it prepared is the the, the, the stuff. The stuff. Yeah. I think this is a good pizza question, guys. What do you think of this? Um, when it comes to sausage on your pizza, do you like the sausage encased or do you like it in the crumbles? I'm not a sausage on my pizza kind of guy. Oh. Crumbles. Yeah. Crumbles. Yeah. yeah. Crumbles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, easier to chew and digest. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Steve, have you ever had the crumbles? I uh, No, I have not had crumbles, but I know the crumbles bounce. <laughs> uh, no, those are bumbles. Oh. Yeah. Um, let's talk ice cream now. Oh. 
have a couple Bring of ice. all the toppings that we love. Ice cream and pizza for the connoisseur. Yeah. Uh, Let's ben, go that. Ben & Jerry's has announced it's in favor of legalizing CBD-infused ice creams. Is that uh, legal? Can they do that? Uh, that is a good question. The company said late, uh, well, a couple of weeks ago, that it, it is committed to providing its customers with cannabinoid-infused offerings as soon as it is legalized, it says here, by the federal government for use in foods. Uh, they also vowed, excuse me, to only use sustainably sourced CBD from Vermont. So CBD doesn't necessarily have the hallucinogenic or not hallucinogenic. It doesn't have the intoxicating effects of THC. Sure. So it can be used for anti-inflammatory is, and pain It's state relations. by state okay. at this point. So I wonder yeah. if they could do, already do it in Vermont, uh, depending, or in Pennsylvania for that matter. Well, why yeah. the hell don't they have, like, ibuprofen ice cream then? I, I don't for know. For aches and pains? Yeah. 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 Or, or kit cracks. Yeah. <laughs> kit cracks. Uh, you know, this is kind of a, it's, it's a trendy thing right now. CBDs, yeah. I mean... I, I have had pain relief myself from, uh, we got that, the oil from uh, Rally Cote. You found it and, effective? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, uh, Todd Harriman's, and absolutely, I felt the difference. Um, so, but I think it's also just kind of a thing right now, and if you can market that in food, it, it's yeah. a way to sell, you know. Now, the other ice cream thing that I saw is um, July 4th is when Stranger Things is pre- premiering. Yes. Uh, the third season, and Baskin-Robbins is going to have ice cream flavors inspired by the show. Uh, the company's flavor of the month for June, flavors of the month are specifically inspired by the show. One such flavor is Eleven's Heaven, which is uh, waffle cone flavored ice cream. I like that. Mixed with chocolate icing, flavored chocolate icing flavored ribbons, and chocolate coated sugar cone pieces as well. Um, so there is an actual ice cream of fictitious, ice cream place they work in in the mall in the yes, third season. And I think it's called Scoops Ahoy or yeah, something yeah. like that. And or... Baskin Robbins is doing their stores up to... Scoops Away. Yeah. Okay. I don't remember. Patch Adams. Patch <laughs> Adams, the movie with Robin <laughs> Robin Williams. Williams. Yeah, Steve works there in the mall. Yeah. In Stranger Things. Yep, correct. Yeah, and I, I do the show, too. No, no, no. Steve oh, the show, sorry. That is, so they have those things. Oh, and look, they have one that looks like the Demogorgon. Oh, that's really cool. Uh, okay. It's a waffle cone flayed out like the face... Uh, of the, the, you know, the mouth of the Demogorgon. It's yeah. a look that's not uncommon to gynecologists. <laughs> on Netflix, the Demogorgon is my avatar. So when uh, when I click on Netflix, everybody has their own little pages that yeah, they can yeah. go to. Mine's the Demogorgon. So ours, we, we have the same thing. The whole family, everybody's got their own page. And, you know, one says Preston, yeah. and Rochelle, and Parker, and Carter. And then the other one says, the favorite. <laughs> <laughs> That's Caroline. Caroline. Okay. Because yeah. mine says... Uh, She's the favorite <laughs> in the family. Daddy, Mommy, Casey, Daquan. Daquan? Yeah. Seamus is Daquan. Mm. Some stupid gamer. Okay. All right. I didn't know what Daquan was. <laughs> but you supported. Yeah. Uh, totally supported. Yeah, go do your stupid thing. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's another one. We're, we're going to... We're moving over to biscuits now. Biscuits? Yeah. Well, I have a sound drop for that. Yeah, you do. Red Lobster's... Biscuits. There it is. Biscuits. Red Lobster's Seafood Lover's Lunch Menu now comes with unlimited Cheddar Bay Biscuits. Biscuits. Uh, the brand new menu will be available during the restaurant's normal lunch hours. Biscuits. From 11 to 3, and it even has the option of endless servings of a soup and salad of your choice, along with the bottomless... Biscuits. Correct. I like that there's a little music sting behind that, too. Yeah. Bing, Biscuits. Bing. You were doing a live commercial when you said biscuits. That's right. Biscuits. What was it for? 
Red Lobster. Was it? Yes. Was it? Biscuits. Oh, that's really? great. Yeah. Those um, biscuits are their crack. They're the yeah. so we talk about bread and we talk about uh, you know we we I think you actually had a game where you had to identify. On your phone, your or was that on your computer? You were you had to identify the bread offerings from different oh, yeah. restaurants. It was a fun little yeah. visual mm-hmm. quiz where they showed pictures of all the free bread options at, at restaurant chains throughout the country, and there was like there was like sixteen of them. Yeah, and you had to identify them. Now some of the restaurants we had never heard of. Yeah, but I think we did pretty damn good for ones that are in our region. Yeah. We were nailing them. I mean, I they're easy ones. The, obviously, Red Lobster is easy. Outback Steakhouse is easy. Yep. So um, it was uh, Macaroni Grill. Uh, I didn't Not know macaroni grill, but Bertucci's. Uh, well, hang on a second. Give me a second here. I'm trying to help you. I know, I know. It was Olive Garden. <laughs> Casey Melton. <laughs> that is cheating. I was trying to say the easiest ones in Texas Roadhouse and so on. That was a fun little quiz. It was. It was. I forgot where I found that. That might have been on uh, BuzzFeed or something like that. It's wild how, I mean, because you know, and we've talked about this many times, it will drive your, you will go to a place expressly for. Yeah, the, the 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 free bread. Actually, yep. Marissa just uh, went and t- uh, talked into my ear. She's uh, it's going to be on our website. She's All right, she'll find right the now. quiz, yep. and if you want to play along with it, it's I'm uh, make you feel so good. <laughs> Gross. I want you, girl. <laughs> I want you, boy. You mean we go to the Rancher concert? <laughs> I didn't right. know how ridiculous that sounded, Kathy, until I said it out loud. Now and now when I hear it, I want you, boy. What, I'm going to make you feel so oh, good? Oh, God. Hey. Uh, today. I'm going to throw up. Uh, all right. By the way, yes, uh, there are a few other... Um, Biscuits! Double backing <laughs> to the Stranger Things. Uh, Burger King is doing the Upside Down Whopper. Uh, and I forgot what other chains are having some specials along with that, but there's some promotional tie-ins with Stranger Things. So the cast was on Fallon, I think, last night or the other night. Um, or one of the nights there would be a night. And um, the cast has grown up. And you got to see how uh, um, uh, Millie Bobby Brown. You know they're 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 young people now. Really, it's, it, uh, you know, uh, it's wild. I've, they... heard, I've heard she's difficult. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. Happen, she's the man. star. Yeah, because she got, she got thrust in. I mean, she was the standout. She gets all the waffles <clears throat> from that. So, um, I like the redhead girl that they brought on board. She's, oh, last season. She's yeah. becoming a young lady as well. Is she? Yeah. Wow. Okay. They grow up so fast, Preston. <clears throat> they do. One last item uh, from the connoisseur, and Biscuits. it really has nothing. To, well, I mean, it's food related, but. Uh, More from the connoisseur. Will this be the final topic, connoisseur? It is, and we're required anytime. Jen, please. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Anytime that uh, ranch dressing comes up, we have to hit on that. Oh, do we? Do we? Every yeah, single yeah, time? every single oh, time. Oh, do we? Is that right? <laughs> uh, there's new Hidden Valley uh, ranch merchandise for the summer. Ooh. Uh, so that includes I, uh, an I put ranch on my ranch swimsuit, uh, a water bottle that reads, there's a chance this is ranch, and, of course, a pool float shaped like a bottle of the dressing, among other items. I what? like that, the actual pool the float. float. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. How how much does this stuff sell, this, uh, this paraphernalia? I'll bet it sells like crazy. Yeah. Either that. Or people share the hell out of it on social media because it's re- so ridiculous looking. Well, despite uh, the legend of you being this ranch dressing, um, you know, maniac, there are people who legitimately yeah. are hardcore, use it on everything. In fact, didn't they just come out? I think you talked about it, Connoisseur, at one point. The For salads, 
uh, for kids, they have what they call frosting, which is different colored ranch dressing dressing to entice kids to eat their salad. But it says oh. frosting. Okay. And uh, have you seen this? No. no. Huh. Nick, if you could do a little search on that. But that's the whole concept. And it's just different colored ranch dressing that you put on their salad. Okay. And it's just uh, an enticement know, for them to eat kids, the salad. Kids will, if you give them something that adds a little novelty to food, they will try it. It's like they did it with the ketchup. You remember the different colored ketchups? Yes. Yeah. Ketchup. Yeah. It didn't work. It didn't no. work. You know, kids weren't in, into eating purple ketchup, but... Yeah. Um, They're trying. Yeah. They, and listen, I mean, this stuff hits. Like, you know, I see a picture of a woman with a giant bottle of ranch in her purse. <laughs> with like, the every, spread. Yeah, yeah. Every single time something ranch comes up, <laughs> mm-hmm. it gets sent to me, and, uh, and I'm sure it gets sent to other people who are... Ranch fanatics. Who were we talking about that brought that would bring their own ranch dressing in a purse with them? It was like um, it was a celebrity or something like that. Uh, it was a story not that long ago. Was and, it? And they they found out, or, or somebody really rich or something like that that would that would take ranch dressing with them. I thought I saw that somewhere just because. They loved it that much, and you wouldn't expect that this hoity-toity person would. Are you thinking of when Hillary Clinton was on the the radio show and said she kept barbecue sauce in her purse? That you know what I may be confusing okay. things. There is that, uh, and it may have been from the, that movie with um, um, uh, the girl who uh, the the female stand-up comedian was recently pregnant, Amy, Amy Schumer. Schumer. Uh, that might have been the last movie she. Okay, made, that they, they would bring ranch dressing with them. All right, anyhow. I'm, I'm confusing it's real okay. life with fantasy. Listen, it's, it, it all blurs together now. <laughs> so you can buy all these Hidden Valley Ranch items at their uh, ranch shop, Hidden Valley's Ranch Shop. One of the uh, downsides of the connoisseur, mm-hmm. and I love the connoisseur feature, is that yes. it invariably leaves me famished. I know, yeah. I get hungry too. All right, so if you were to, if we were to invent something, and it was a concoction that included ranch Penis dressing. Penis larger. <laughs> that included ranch dressing, and you called it Dude Ranch, yeah. what would you put in it? Because I'm just going Fecal off the matter. Name, do, if, yeah. No, you would eat it. That'd be doo-doo oh, ranch. Oh, doo-doo, yeah. doo-doo ranch. <laughs> I was thinking like ranch and like buffalo sauce or something like that. <laughs> okay. You can call that like dude ranch. Dude, okay. I could kind of see that. Um, well, if you want to go with the theme of dude ranch and things that you might find on a dude ranch, you could put horseradish. Oh, mm, okay. Dude ranch, horses, you know. Right, right. Cowboy splooge. Yeah. You could do you that. Can milk cowboys and <laughs> you can milk me. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I that's a I said that why has that never yeah. been marketed? And then I mean hit, that seems like an obvious dude yeah. dude ranch dressing. And Hidden Valley should really invest on buying a ranch and having a ranch ranch where every single meal has like ranch dressing there you go. stuff. Dude ranch. Blink one eighty two did apparently a uh but they didn't call it Dude Ranch, though. They should have. No. I don't really know. Mm. Mm. Um, so, actually, yeah, that's not a bad idea, Casey. Also having a, uh, a an actual ranch, a ranch. somewhere. Yeah. Ranch. In a hospital. Yeah. All right, anyhow, yeah, check, please. We're out of here. <laughs> that's all I have uh, in the connoisseur this morning. But that's thank all you. for the connoisseur. Thanks for listening and enjoy your meal. And if you indeed are hungry, we can set you up. I have yeah. a $50 gift card to the Dilworth Park Cafe and Air Grill. Uh, the event, we're talking about the All-American Cookout, starts tomorrow, and it goes through the 23rd, I believe, and Marissa Magnata will be uh, on hand tomorrow for this event. And we'll take caller 
number 11 at 215-263-WMMR, and I'll give you the $50 gift card. Join Marissa and treat yourself to Center City District's Sips Specials tomorrow night, 7 p.m., $6 F in vodka and uh, Hornitos Tequila Cocktails. Wow. Uh, $5 wine and $4 Bud Light will be featured as well, so we'll give you that gift card right now. Give us a call. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Hang close. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Uh, what did I, there was something I was going to mention here. Do you have uh, audio or something else? We do else? have audio. Yeah, we're going to oh. do Clip-A-Palooza. We but, got this. Um, yeah, well, we can start with that. So we have, we have a few different uh, clips that we can play for you now. But uh, real quick, my, my best friend Steve Lisek is his name, Steve Lisek, um, sent me a video. He sent it on uh, Sunday night, but I didn't see it until after the show. And it's kind of a little thank you that he's because he knows that I missed the blood drive. Yes. And I was there going, man, I had to skip out on this event to come here to go to St. Louis for the, the Blues Parade. Uh, so he sent a little video. You mind if I play the audio? Absolutely. For you guys, yeah. what he had to say, because it doesn't just address you guys here on the show, but also everybody listening as well, especially those who came to the blood drive. So this is what he had to say. He, was, he sounds really tired. <laughs> this too, by the way. Hey, Steve, Kathy, Nick, Casey, Marissa, quick shout out to all of you guys. Thank you very much. The uh, Putting the blood drive together is a big deal. A lot of man hours, a lot of sh- goes on behind the scenes and I, I, I truly thank you guys for that I, I want to thank you for seeing the bigger picture and for me selfishly to be able to spend this weekend uh, with my best friend was absolutely incredible to the uh, WMR faithful thank you all for donating blood it's truly the, the gift of life and Mike everybody at the Jacks NYB I can't wait to visit to all of you from the bottom of my heart thank you for a memory that will last a lifetime that was a nice. That story. is nice. Really bit nice. that he sent over. So I wanted to make sure that everybody heard that. Yeah, because uh, he wanted to. Address I took the time to do it. Yeah, and he definitely wants to go to Jack's. Yeah, next time he comes I'm to sure. Yeah, which is pretty. I think everybody in St. Louis wants. To Absolutely. Go to Jack's yeah. Um, all right. So we have some other clips uh, to play. Listen, we don't usually go to this area, no. but uh, there were. A co- I saw them posted today, and I said, "Well, let's uh, delve into sure. the Bachelorette." Oh. You know, mm-hmm. Hannah Brown, uh, she is the bachelorette. She uh, she had caught the eye of, uh, was it Colton Underwood? Was That's how it usually works. Yeah. The one who is spurned in the bachelor yeah. ends up becoming the bachelorette for the following series. And she was spurned like nobody had been spurned Spurned like before. a mother effer. Spurned, baby, spurned. spurned. Spurned all over her lower back. And the truth of the matter is, is that... Um, She's having an emotional run on The Bachelorette. Is she? Yeah, well, apparently, you know, sometimes the show Preston can get a little emotional. And so, well, um, last night, Luke P., uh, I don't know his full name, but Luke P. Luke um, P. Yeah, so he was was kicked out. Luke Luke P. He was uh, uh, was sent home, but he came back. He said he wants to fight for Hannah. Oh, really? And so um, he displays his... uh, he displays his eagerness to fight for her in this clip with her urging. I'm dying. Here, okay. we, here we go. I don't want to go home. Wait a minute. I know. They have they have a, a, a quartet there yeah. ready to go. That is for these moments. I know. Here we go. I, do, I don't want to go home. I need to fight for her. Because wait. I want to fight for her. 
I you, don't want to go home. Were you playing Fifth of Beethoven? That's what it sounded like a little bit. Hold on. Let's right. do, do that instead, okay? Yeah, okay. Hold on. Uh, right after he says it. Here we go. I don't want to go home. <laughs> I want to dance. I want to dance with you, Hannah. Yes. To a disco version of Beethoven. <laughs> right now. Oh, my God. I want to dance with you. It's so stupid, but go ahead. All right, stop it. So he's he's beginning. coming back, but he's he's not he's a little timid, right. and she wants him to show that he's really ready to fight. Once again, here we go. I don't want to go home. I need to fight for her because I don't so want he, to. He goes, I, I need to fight for her. I need to fight for her. I, I, I need to fight for her is oh. what he's saying. But in classic, these guys mumble so much. I need to fight for her. I need a Pfeiffer. I need a Pfeiffer, and I need a F- Michelle. I need a Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> yeah. I need a Pfeiffer. Her. So, uh, uh, I need a Pfeiffer. Like Paul Pfeiffer. I need to fight for oh. her. Mackay Pfeiffer. Yes. Mackay Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer, yeah. I need Mackay Pfeiffer. I need a Pfeiffer. Because <laughs> that sounds like an edit. I need a Pfeiffer. Her. Yeah. I need a Pfeiffer. Her. Oh, man. I need Pfeiffer. I, I leave out every other word. You I, can. I, I need a Pfeiffer. Because of what we do for a living, you can totally hear. Audio edits that don't sound right. There's one, and I'm sorry to, uh, I'm just going to, I'll bring it back, Steve. Uh, but in The Lion King, uh, there is a, a big time edit that really bothers me. And it's when um, when Simba disobeys Mufasa. And then Mufasa says to him, he goes, you deliberately disobeyed me. And uh, there's an edit in there that bothers me and will bother me till the day I die. And they and- say that's what hurt the movie at the box office. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. Back to you, Steve. Let's continue. I need to fight for her because I don't want to lose her. What are you doing? This is my fault. And I'm sorry. And I felt like crying. I thought a tear was going to roll on my face. Then I felt like screaming. And then it was like, well, then I, scream. Didn't, I didn't know what to scream. do. Like, I seriously, Hannah, no. I want to move mountains for you. I hate... Oh, oh my God. God. Oh, I, I want to move... Uh, you know, like Simba did uh, in Lion King. <laughs> oh, man. I want to back that up. Like, I seriously, Hannah, I want to move mountains for you. Wow. I, ha- I, I hate this. I can't stand it. Seriously. I cannot stand it. I, I want to move m- mountains for you. Yes. I can't stand You ever see Lion King? And, <laughs> and of course, she's the one going, well, go ahead, scream. Scream then, Taylor. Scream. Yes. Show, show to me, scream. Uh, what, and what does that mean? Why, I'm sorry. He Luke. wants Why? back in, but Why? she sent him home. Why are you going to move mountains for me? I didn't ask for you to move mountains. Because I love you. Yeah. I love you on The Bachelorette. I love you. Last night, I want to move mountain for you. Was it the first episode or? No, they've been going strong for a couple (laughs) episodes already. I feel like I just for s's and giggles. I need to like watch an entire season from from very very beginning to need is a strong word. I don't need. No, you're right. What a commitment. I I would. It would be very difficult for me to make it through one episode. I want to move mountain for you. Uh, I can't make it through one commercial break. Uh, honestly, like it drives me nuts. Uh, <laughs> you ever see The Incredibles? <laughs> Why do you keep bringing up cartoons? All right. 
We have another one. All right, so um, Hannah just can't take it. She tells uh, Chris Harrison. She said Chris Harrison is the host. So it's yeah. the whole house, the Bachelorette house. At the beginning. Yeah, 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 I got Sorry. you. Uh, that uh, she's she's upset because the guys are always fighting. They they lo- they all love they love her so much uh-huh. that they fight, and it drives her crazy. All right, here we go. I'm just, like, really frustrated because I just, like, came into here tonight, like, really, like, wanting to move forward. Like, there's other relationships here that I really want to invest time in, but, like, when the whole thing is constantly about Luke and the conversations that they're having at the house and I'm having to think about that, like, it's taking up all my time and not advancing any of my relationships. Yeah. And I'm thinking about Luke and it's taking time uh, from all the relationships. I know this crying stuff. You've got how many guys? How many guys? 1,500. Something. Yeah. There's like 30 of them. Yeah, like 30. Like all of them coming They're, after the you. The show is all for the, all these things, oh. are as you know, are, are shot at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. They've already been. They spent. They, they purposely wind them down so that they get totally um, emotional. Here she is. Doesn't even even know what she's saying. She's in this abstract, no bizarre world. I have no idea what she was talking about. She's talking about she. She. Luke is drawing the energy out of the whole Bachelorette house, oh. focusing on him, the guy who wants to. I want to cry. I want to move mountains. By the way, somebody texted and said, I want to fight mountains for you. (laughs) He gets confused. Yeah. Instead of, I want to fight for you. Yeah. I want to fight mountains for you. I wonder what, all right, so what do you think is better as far as the drama is concerned? When you have, the bachelor or bachelorette? Like when you have a ton of women or you have a ton of men? I don't know. The guys are doing a pretty good job here. Right? I think the guys are are, are pretty stupid. And that, because like in the, the last go around, the, 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 when we had the guy wandering around the house trying to tell the girl why he made a mistake picking her, that was the bachelor. So that all, I think, the bachelor generates the the the, Usually, the dumber stuff. Yeah, right. But like, well, like I'm saying, he like these he, guys, he they're sounds all dumb idiots. too. Yeah, so yeah. like, <laughs> I want to eat a mountain. I want to eat a mountain. I can eat a mountain for you right now. Give me a spoon. I can eat a mountain. What are mountains? <laughs> I love you. So he's uh, eat he, he's all worked up. But <laughs> uh, apparently he also betrayed to her early. I think this is the one who betrayed to her early on that he really he got on the show initially because he wanted to promote his music. Of course. They yeah. all have yeah. ulterior yeah. motives. Nobody gets on this I'm show. I'm a musician. Because they want to get married. Yeah. Right. But why would you? The, the success rate is so nominal. Mm-hmm. All, all right. right. And then uh, finally, Chris Harrison uh, asks Hannah if she wants out to really consider she wants out. Uh, out of the show? Yeah, if she, want, if she wants to tap out. It's too much for her. God. All right, here we go. So I guess the most important thing is, do you want to continue? I, I have really... <laughs> I'm going to tell you, <laughs> I have really, I really <laughs> lost a lot of hope, but I'm still holding on to... Oh my god! <laughs> I'm, I'm holding on. I I just had a guy offer to eat a mountain. <laughs> have really lost a lot of hope, but I'm still holding on to yeah. to knowing that. Chris Harrison, have you ever seen Toy Story? Ah, <laughs> uh, Sarah. 
there's got to be good that comes out of this. No, there it's isn't. hard, but I don't give up. I wouldn't expect you to. <laughs> That's not the Hannah I know. <laughs> I've come to know you over the past 17 and a half minutes. And what I know is you are a rock. I have to admit that I didn't even listen to the second clip while it was going on. I'm going to play it back because somebody's texting in. A lot of people are texting in how often she says the word like. Yeah. Oh, really? There's yeah. a lot of like. I'm just like really frustrated because I just like came into your here tonight like really like wanting to move forward like there's other relationships here that i really want to invest time in but like when the whole thing is constantly about luke and the conversations that they're having at the house and i'm having to think about that like it's taking up all my time and not advancing any of my relationships that's seven times oh i counted six i I got seven there was a really quick like uh 30 seconds seven times in 30 seconds because I say like a lot. <laughs> Who was it? Was it Cole Hamels that you should say like all the time? No, he's a you know. You know. You know. Oh, you know. That yeah. was it. Yeah. Yeah. Lauren Harris says like and Nick Murphy says like a lot okay. in conversation. She also wants to advance any of her relationships at this point. You know, of they, course. They, there are several relationships she's looking to advance. <sighs> I have so many. Because there's still so many men to have sex with. <laughs> and I want to find that right one. Ah. Uh, she calls herself, I think, the Beast. That she's like, I'm gonna be in Beast mode. That's her thing. Beast oh, mode. Oh, yeah, beast yeah. Mode. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I hate Beast mode. Do the uh, do the Bachelorettes have as much sexual relations as the Bachelors? Mm. They, have, mm, you know, I don't know. I don't watch the series. I'll tell you what. If you watch Bachelor Island or whatever that, they're uh, just banging ba- on in that Paradise. Show. Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is a nonstop f fest. Yeah, that's what that show's about. That's the one I'd mm. want to be. Yeah, on. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Copulation Nation. Somebody said she won Miss Alabama at one time or another. Yeah, she's. I mean, she's attractive. There's no two ways about it. They they never aren't. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, yeah, get, she's gorgeous. Get to know Hannah Brown. Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what? The show's <laughs> all right. So there's Brian. There's Cam. There's uh, Connor J. Connor S. Chasen. Wait, wait, Jason? Jason? Yeah. Spell that. Not Jason. C-H-A-S-E-N. There's Devin, Dustin, Dylan. <laughs> Devin. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. Garrett, Hunter, Jed, Joe, Joey. Wait, Steve. Jonathan, Steve. Kevin, Luke P, Luke S, uh, Mateo, Matthew, Mike, P. This sounds like a bizarre collection of apostles. Scott, <laughs> Thomas, Tyler C, Tyler G, and wow. Chris Harris. All right. Did you say Devin, Deb, or Devin, <laughs> Devin, Deb, or Devin? I, I don't. I didn't know Devin. Yeah, there's no D E V O N D E V I N. Okay, okay. Right. Yeah. I, I heard Devin. I was like, <laughs> Hey, man, with somebody with Chasen, there yeah, might be a Devin. I, I love you. <laughs> I, I would eat a mountain for you, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. This is Chasen. <laughs> if you find me a spoon big enough, I would eat Mount Fuji for you. <laughs> Why a spoon? I'll get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> to get every drop. Oh, yeah. Yeah, come on. It's like that soup. Yeah, the chunky soup. You're going to want to use a fork, but use a spoon. Yeah. <laughs> to get every drop of the mountain. <laughs> there are people who love this show. The show has been yeah. on for, what, 18 seasons or something ridiculous Beyond like that? that? Because there's, there's multiple um, runs per year. It's like, um, I think we're in the 4,400th. Season of uh, Survivor. It's 15th season, it says here, uh, for The Bachelor. For this year. (laughs) Uh, And 
Yeah, so that means... How much the, are The Bachelorette? The Bachelorette was the first one, right? No, The, I no, the rem- Bachelor. I don't remember. The Bachelor was the first one. Okay. I think so. Uh, it's hard. You know what? It's it's hard to keep track with all of the uh, uh, the incarnations I'm of so it. I'm so glad I got to meet you, all you ladies. I would eat mountains for you. I love you. <laughs> I would eat mountains. I would eat it in mountains for you. But it's uh, there's no shortage of people who want to get uh, get it, who want to get on that show. And if you think if you go through the list of the actual relationships that actual actually took three or four, maybe, maybe. Like I mean, the only I, so there's two or three marriages, and you know, I I think they're asked to conduct a um, the because they have to the show wraps up and then they have to keep it a secret for a while. Yes, because it's this yeah. isn't in real time. Nope, nope. There's plenty of editing, so done, they can add in that notice. music. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the music and uh, yeah, hit a case. <laughs> I came back for you. Yeah. I just ate a mountain, and boy, am I full. Yeah. Uh. I just flew in from Vegas, and boy, are my arms tired. Yeah. All right. Well, anyhow, the the Bachelorette continues, uh, and I've, I have an update on a Bachelor that we know. Oh, uh, apparently Gary Lauer is okay. Oh, oh. Marissa, Marissa got word back. Uh, no, Casey called, or I'm sorry, Marissa called, and uh, his friend was there, and he said that Gary's doing just fine. I need a car for you. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to fight for me. I'll fight for you. I just hate your car. <laughs> Hold on. I'm not okay with this. We didn't hear Gary's voice. He Apparently, this person says that he is good and he's working a lot. Okay, it's well, who's the friend. person? The one that's holding his, him hostage? It's his girlfriend. Okay. Oh, so he's, so he's got... Okay, it's that's old our, lady. There we yeah. go. Oh, Gary's, so, work, Gary's working as a bar back. At uh, Dagwood's Pub in Torsdale. That's his place. Northeast Philly, it is. Yeah, he always is. Yeah, he's a, he's always a proponent of that place. They hired him then? Well, I, I, there we go. Wow. Some places, if you hang around long enough, <laughs> they'll eventually they just let you. you do I, stuff. I, I thought he was the new bachelor. <laughs> so good to meet you, ladies. We could only but help. he's got a woman in his life, and that's important. I don't know. That's typical. Like, maybe he's in the basement. She's like, yeah, he's fine. Uh, well, I don't know. Well, Kathy, if you're so concerned, then okay, her, head over to the Dagwood Pub. All right. Gary, call Kathy when you get a chance. Yeah, her number is 610. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, anyhow, we have a, we, the wellness check. Apparently, I want but, you so bad. But <laughs> I want you, girl. I want you, girl. Um, but Kathy's not satisfied until we hear from him. Yeah. No. They're, they're, she's she's saying there's a potential for a hostage situation. Right. I, I understand, side. so maybe we should we should still put the call we, out there. We don't want to think of Gary in a pit having lotion lowered down to him. No. Just a call sometime. Oh, <laughs> we want so him lowering the yeah, yeah. How did right, this yeah. happen? Yeah. I'm supposed to be the one with the pit. Yeah. <laughs> kind of nice down yeah. here, though. They yeah. said there was a ca- they said there was a candy bar down here. <laughs> All right. Anyhow, uh, let's take a break and uh, come back in a moment, too. And while we're doing that, I'm going to give away yet another $50 gift card that we have for this event that Marissa is going to be a part of. It is called the All-American Cookout, and it is at Dilworth Park. And Marissa helps kick things off because it gets started tomorrow, and uh, she will be there from 530 to 730. 
make sure that you do stop by. We'll take caller uh, number 15 at 215-263-WMMR. And remember, bring your pups dressed in American-themed threads on Saturday and Sunday for the Patriotic Ooh. Pooch Contest at Dilworth Park. Uh, the winning dog will score the human and awesome Budweiser Grilling Prize Pack. Now, we're going to give you the $50 gift card, which is good for Dilworth Park Cafe and Air Grill. So, caller number 15. You get it. Steve, I know uh, you've got some questions about the mutiny on the Mashulu Mewtwo. Yes. Which is Thursday and the weather concern. Thank you. There actually no need for concern because they are completely covered. The deck is completely covered so that if there is any weather, the thing is still going on. It's going to go on exactly the way it's planned. And guess what, Preston? Hmm. We have word now that somebody's coming down from the production, the new it's actually record-breaking production of Cats that's taking place. Oh. Uh, and uh, they're going to perform a number for Get us down out of at, here. Yes, down oh. at the Marshalloo. And that's perfect for the, the event. It's, it's Cats. Cats. So it benefits Max Fund. You Love know all it. the information. I'll, I'll hit it a little bit more tomorrow. But tickets are available at PrestonSteve.com. And a lot of Nick, you're going to be there. And I oh, know yeah. uh, Pierre and uh, uh, some other people from the show, Sarah. And it's going to be a great time. A whole bunch. Of, we just added, a, uh, we just added a, uh, another stilt walker. And uh, somebody I think who's going to eat glass. So it's going to be cool. <laughs> very yeah, good. It's going to be very cool. It won't be you, right? It won't be me, no. Right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back in a second and we'll delve back into the bizarre file when we return. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month, the Greg Sover Band. Celebrating our area's best talent. Bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. You get more beautiful every time. You make me say yeah. See and hear more at WMMR.com. Keyword local shots. The Greg Sover Band. Jackson's local shots artist of the month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. We'll go for the Bizarre File a second time. Here it comes. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. All right, let's start with this very strange story out of Florida. Go figure. A woman is accused of driving a sports car into a crowd of people that were attending a concert, according to uh, Port Charlotte Police. Catherine Alford, 63 years old, plowed into concert goers at a Harley Davidson. They were having some sign of kind of a concert in the in the parking lot. Why did she do this? Deputy said Alford's luxury Spider Fiat drove past barriers while the band was playing, driving over the guitarist's foot in the process. Ow! Yeah, he didn't like that very much. Now they arrested her for DUI. It gets stranger. They arrested her for DUI, harming people and causing property damage. Now, even though she refused to take a breath test, a report showed that she told a deputy she had quote taken too many pain pills because of recent back surgery. Now deputies also found so I thought I'd go driving. Deputies also found one hundred and ten thousand dollars in cash. In Alfred's car. So she took too many pain pills and she's driving around with that amount of money. They found, uh, there's got to be more to this story. They found most of the money inside a box covered in aluminum foil. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she stepped out of the car, cash in $10,000 bundles fell from underneath her dress. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Harley-Davidson employee said after Alfred hit a couple of people, she reversed out of the concert lot and tried to speed away, but then she got stuck leaving tire marks in the dirt across the street from the venue. Sorry. 
Employees surrounded her car until deputies arrived, and nobody had serious injuries, but it could have ended tragically, of course. The money in my cooter forced my foot to hit the gas pedal. And the poor guitarist's foot, so hopefully everybody's okay. Sometimes being a multimillionaire isn't what it's cracked up to be. Take the case of James Groves at a truck stop in Vero Beach. Uh, Sheriff's deputies went to the establishment and spoke to the manager there. She said a man entered the ladies' room and hollered at workers who asked him to leave. Deputies found the man, Groves, drinking four loco. Uh, he smelled. They, even, they still sell that? I guess in some yeah, places yeah. they do. They, he smelled of booze and had a hard time standing. Now, Groves told deputies that he, quote, lives in Malta and has only $8.8 million of Bitcoin on him. <laughs> Malta is an island nation in the Mediterranean Sea, about 50 miles south of Italy, while Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency accepted by few brick-and-mortar businesses. Dude, wait right here. We've got the perfect woman for you. <laughs> yeah. She's got 110 yeah, grand yeah, on her. Yeah. yeah, she's not a gold digger. Groves said that he had nothing else to pay for a hotel or friends to call. He did have two new flat panel monitors, five bags of clothes, and other items, uh, and he refused to leave. Can I pay for this room with either bitcoins or flat panel monitors? <laughs> Groves, who has a listed address in Palm Bay as opposed to Malta, was arrested on disorderly intoxication charge and taken to the county jail. It was not immediately clear whether the Bitcoins could be used to bond him out of jail or not. I wonder if they could. Well, I wonder if there's question. a conversion. Yeah. Sisters in Chicago made funeral arrangements for a man police told them was their brother. All right, So they got a call that their actual brother ended up being alive and well after that. The unfortunate case of mistaken identity began when Rosie Brooks received a call from a social worker at Mercy Hospital looking for relatives of Alfonso Bennett. Hmm. She identified herself as his sister... And was told that he was in the ICU on a ventilator with a tube in his mouth after being badly beaten. Rosie and her sister, Brenda Johnson, rushed to the hospital but claimed they could not identify the man as their brother due to the significant swelling and injuries on the man's face. A uh, staff spokesperson uh, despi- disputes the family, despises the family. <laughs> I despise you. I've known you for five seconds, and I despise every one of you. No, a, a staff uh, member disputes the family's claim and says that I they dispute you. Did in fact positively identify the man as a relative. He said Johnson said they kept saying CPD identified this person as our brother. The man had been found naked and badly beaten, according to the hospital staff. The family said a nurse told the poli- that them that police ID'd their brother through a mugshot and not fingerprints, allegedly due to budget cuts. Huh. Police reportedly do not take fingerprints unless a crime is committed or after the body is delivered to a morgue. When the man's condition began to languish, the sisters made the tough decision to have him taken off of the ventilator and gave doctors permission to perform a tracheotomy. Yeah! <laughs> Steve's favorite. The man in, went into hospice and then passed soon after. Well, the sisters purchased a casket, a suit, made other arrangements for his funeral. Around the same time, another sister called to say their real brother had just walked into their house. Hey! Uh, Must be someone else. Johnson said it is sad that it happened like that. If it was our brother and we had to go through that, that would kind of been a different thing. But we made all kinds of decisions on someone who wasn't even our family. What if they had him cremated? The man that they had been caring for was later ID'd at the morgue through fingerprints. At the time of publication, police were still looking for his relatives. They still haven't found him. Funny in this day and age that that sort of thing can still happen. I know. I know. Uh, we'll do one more story and then wrap it up. Uh, let's go with this uh, this winner. <laughs> Unfortunately, he died, but come on, man. This YouTuber, his name is Artem Boldyarev. Oh, yes. Died after crashing into a car 
while reportedly driving his motorcycle with his feet while texting on a motorway in Moscow. Uh, he was uh, Artem Bolidrev, was known by his nickname Bolt, was killed after his bike smashed into a car on Monday. I he, mean, Vincible. Uh, he had amassed nearly 300,000 followers on his YouTube channel called Moto Nexus, where he regularly uploaded motorcycle reviews. His latest video, a comparative review of the Indian Chieftain and Harley motorcycles, was published online about an hour before the accident. Another video has been shared online claiming to be the last minutes before his death. He can be seen steering the vehicle with his feet to his friend uh, Evigny Mativ just minutes before he smashed into the car. Uh, he can be heard in the video saying most problems arise due to the fact that I don't give an a-hole. Okay. I don't understand saying, Mo, you think I give an a-hole? Um, <laughs> I don't give ball sack. In another clip. <laughs> you, you confuse me with someone who gives butthole. Uh, <laughs> uh, learn, another, learn the lingo of everyone. Well, he's Russian. He's, uh, there's no excuse. I don't give a butthole. Shut your pee port. Uh, in another clip, a motorist can be seen lying on the road uh, yards away from his motorcycle. The crushed bike can be seen lying on the road <laughs> with parts falling out of it. So, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and that's what I have in the bizarre file for this point. I don't give butthole. Right, so. <laughs> so we're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment, and I will give away this last... gift card that I have for the Dilworth Park Cafe and Air Grill, of which Marissa is going to be a part of their All-American Cookout tomorrow. And that is from 5.30 to 7.30. Stop by. She has all kinds of great stuff going on. So uh, did I say a number caller? No. All right. Let's take caller number 12 at 215-263-WMMR, and we will give that to you. We're going to take a break. Stay around. Don't. We don't give a butthole. We don't give butthole. We'll be back in just a minute. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 93.3 WMMR, it's Evident Rocks. Don't you kind of wish our, uh, some of the emergency vehicles around here did that kind of, at the end of the song there, goes, and it reminds me of the European sirens. Yeah, yeah, I always kind of like that sound. I was in, uh, you know, for the, the parade that I went to in St. Louis, there were police all over the place. I'm walking down the street and I just kept, it, it actually makes me laugh. There was a cop on a, um, a motorcycle, and yeah. he was he was doing the <laughs> like the three surges. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I kind of giggle when I yeah. hear that. Is that stupid that I giggle when I hear that? <laughs> no. Instead of wee, it's. <laughs> I would like to have that on my car. Yeah, just to have that option to. <laughs> only it's just a human being going. <laughs> or you just with a megaphone out the window. You know what? <laughs> I should get that. I should get a, a speaker. And just make those noises. That would be fun. Uh, today, we're going to ask a lesson question of you, and we're going to give away tickets as MMR rocks Sublime with Rome. And Sublime 
with Rome. Uh, we'll be playing at uh, Skyline Stage at the Man on Tuesday, July 9th. You just went to the Dave Matthews Band concert uh, there this week, didn't you? It's not at the Man. It was across the river. Dave, uh, Dave and Tim did oh, the man last year. I thought for some reason that was at the man. No, no, okay. no. But Nick Murphy went to the man over the weekend and saw the Raiders of the Lost Ark, where they do with the oh. orchestra, which I've done a few times in the past. They're doing yeah. Empire Strikes Back next month, and I think one of the Harry Potter movies this year. That is a fantastically great time. The man is is awesome. But yeah, Dave Matthews was really good. All right. So the question that we have for you this morning is: What is the one? What is one of the dudes on the Bachelorette going to use to eat a mountain? <laughs> What is what does he use it's to true. eat a mountain? Two one five two six three WMR is the number. Let's see if you can get that right. If you're listening, you know the answer. You got to give us a call. All right, we're going to do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. Ninety three three WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. I'm sure you have some stories for us, Steve. What's going on? Oh, do I ever? Bill Cosby confirming that what that it was in fact he who arranged to have an inspiring Father's Day message. Tweeted out from another account. Cosby says he was assisted by someone who just activated their Twitter account named Orenthal Simpson. Uh, Sophie Turner responding to an interview in which Boy George said he wants her to play his younger self in an upcoming biopic. Turner says she's completely flattered and can't wait to kill herself. (laughs) Oh, my God. And finally, Dikembe Mutombo's fancy Rolls-Royce Phantom was smashed up while he was in a restaurant having dinner on Sunday. The vehicle was easily identifiable as Matumbo's because uh, of two big holes in the front grill where his feet stick out. All righty, let's see if we can find an answer to the lesson question. One of the dudes on the Bachelorette's going to use something to eat a mountain. What is that? And I'll go to Sean, our first caller in. Hello there, Sean. Yeah, you doing? Yo, good, buddy. So, what is one of the dudes on the Bachelorette going to use to eat a mountain? A spoon. A spoon. A spoon. <laughs> Sean, we have a pair of tickets as MMR Rocks, Sublime with Rome, Skyline Stage with the man on Tuesday, July 9th. Uh, tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com, MMR VIPs. You can head to WMMR.com for another chance to win tickets plus passes to meet the band. We will now dive into music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you by A.D. Moyer. A.D. Moyer Lumber is celebrating 80 years of supplying quality building materials and service. Four generations, one family, one commitment. You can learn learn more at ADMoyer.com. I have just two stories for you. Uh, One's a little unsettling. I'm sure you guys saw this. Megadeth frontman uh, Dave Mustaine revealed yesterday that he has throat cancer. Uh, forcing the band to cancel the remainder of its 2019 tour dates while Mustaine undergoes treatment. Um, the word is was caught fairly early? Well, yeah, they've got some treatments in mind. The former Metallica guitarist uh, and, of course, Megadeth, current Megadeth guitarist, shared the news on social media writing, I've been diagnosed with throat cancer. It's clearly something to be respected and faced head on, but I've faced obstacles before. I'm working closely with my doctors and we've mapped out a treatment plan, which they feel has a ninety cent, a ninety percent success rate. That's uh, good. He said treatment has already begun. Um, Mustaine said that the band will continue to work on its new studio album. Meanwhile, other rock artists reacted to the news on social media. Smashing Pumpkins' Billy Corrigan wrote on Instagram, "We love you, Dave, and we are rooting for you." 
Uh, Pearl Jam and Soundgarden drummer Matt Cameron wrote, uh, Get well soon, brother. Fozzie singer Chris Jericho commented, We got your Dave back. While Rob Zombie's guitarist Johnny F- John Five wrote, uh, Wishing you a speedy recovery. Kick cancer's ass. Here's to a mega recovery. So hopefully he'll be okay. And I just have one more quick story, and that's it. Guns N' Roses. Say it slowly. No, I'm not going All to. All right. Has added eight headlining dates to the handful of festival shows that's already booked in North America this fall, kicking off on September 25th in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, the shows include two back-to-back nights, Friday, November 1st and 2nd, at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace in Vegas, uh, the most intimate venue that the band has played since the 2017 performance at the legendary Apollo Theater in Harlem. This, um... You don't want any band to have a, you know, a downward slide or whatever. But a lot of times, bands that have had a long, successful run, like I look forward to the point in time where perhaps you would get—I <laughs> don't know if you'd ever get like you, you two at, um, you know, the Met. Yeah. But um, you know, well, they can do they, it in, in a in a more intimate way, like when the uh, or or make it a part of the tour, uh, like the Stones did a few years ago, where they did the Vet. When that was still around, right? Then, then the Wells Fargo Center, and then they did the Tower, right. and and so they can do it in a way that would make sense to get smaller venues in. Yeah, I see what you're saying though. When when a band gets to a point where they can't sell out a stadium anymore, right? And they'll play smaller venues. I do, um, I do like that. You know that vibe. Yeah, there there are some that that don't though, like no. Elton John and Billy Joel and the Rolling Stones. Stadiums. And, and you too, as of now. But smaller stadiums. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Madonna's playing the vet, so now is your chance to see her in a more intimate. She is playing the vet. Yeah. Yes, that's right. As what is her alternate character, Lady uh, Marmalade, or what yeah. is? <laughs> I don't know. But she's there. she wears an eye patch. I know that. I, I think you know. I was talking to the guys at Live Nation at the MMRBQ, and if you have not been to that yet, uh, it's a beautiful, wonderful venue. And the word's getting out. Like, you know, so bands and management, they all talk. Yeah. And, you know, so I don't think it's outside of the realm of possibility uh, no. to have a, a bigger band go and play there. Well, I'd love to see them there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, GNR is hitting a, a bunch of different places. Uh, nothing in our uh, vicinity, but if you're a huge fan and you're traveling maybe out west, um, which because a lot of these are going to be out that way. Or more towards the mid- Midwest. The furthest west they, west they will get out to is Vegas, so, but... Uh, you can check the dates. Uh, pre-sale for tickets start today at uh, 20 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. uh, and that's that's it. That's all I got for you that's for That's all we needed, yeah, That's really. all you needed, really. All right, so let's take one more quick break. When we get back, you will need that letter for the Word of the Week prize, and we will get that for you when we get back. And let's see what Pierre's got cooking for this afternoon. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Glad you asked. Greta Van Fleet. Mark Morton with Chester Bennington. Glorious Sons. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. We're getting ready to wrap up today's broadcast day for the Preston and Steve show. Thank you very much uh, for being here. No guests on our program today, so no really uh, people to thank other than you, your faithful hanging aroundness. Uh, today we do appreciate it, and uh, maybe you learned a few things today. I learned a few things today, like how to be a good father. Yeah, or how to eat a mountain with how a spoon. How to eat a mountain with a spoon. Mm-hmm. All kinds of things picked up on today. 
So uh, we thank you for doing that very thing. I wouldn't. Be, well, it'd be wild to uh, to get a connection because he's he's right up the road from you, Preston. I know Bill Cosby, right in the prison. You're right near the prison. I think I I came out this morning, so there was a lot of cloud cover today, yeah. and uh, so when you couldn't I, see him. No, it's not that. When there's cloud cover, the the bright lights uh, from uh, Phoenix STI right. uh, shine very big because you can see it all over the... Sort of glows? It's kind of hazy. It glows like very, an or- yeah. very much so. So I see it when I when I pull out of my driveway and I was uh, I'm like, I wonder how Bill's doing. That's mainly... <laughs> Listen, man, you got to get this guy out of here. He's <laughs> driving him crazy. me awake. You're driving me crazy. <coughs> His roommate's a guy who killed five people. And, you know. Me, me, we're going to be the road. Plague and plague. Plague and blue road. Me, nobody, we're going to be the road. It is kind of weird when you stop and think about it. Yeah, he's think, right there. He might as well be in Beijing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's, <laughs> he's right there. I drive. <laughs> Drive by every day. Bill, go tight, tight. Me never from it. What about the little game the boom? Bill, wake up, wake up. Wake up, Bill. Theo. Theo. Where's my hot cocoa? Get in your sweater. Try some of my toilet wine. Wouldn't it be wild if he ended up like working on you know I think they make uh I think they make shoes there. Wow. But if he ended up making sweaters, if he ended up like knitting sweaters, really? <laughs> the yarn's like what eight feet long. His eyesight's not that good. Yeah, I need to find out what all they do there. I put I did... five neck holes in it. <laughs> I think they had a shoemaking facility there in the old one when it was Greaterford. And they have actually they have a lot of farmland around there that the prisoners work on. Man, it's listen. If you can, that's good. When you can get occupational training, and you know, yeah, you know, people working on turning things around. If you don't have a trade, maybe you can you can pick one. You're not careful. You might learn a trade. Yeah. (laughs) You're not careful. You might learn to make something. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Right. So, who says it's all bad? Uh, anyhow, well, thank you, Bill, for being on the show this My morning. Pleasure. I appreciate it. I had no idea you were actually on Say the show. Say hi to Bill West. Yeah. All right. Um, we Today's Tattoos Day. Oh. Apparently, we have a winner. Uh, and he is from Phoenixville. Woo! And Marissa said he is so effing excited that he won. Excellent. His name is Jack Teague, I think is how you say his name. So. Uh, Jack, you're good to go, man. <laughs> You will get an official Preston and Steve tattoo, courtesy of our friends from world-famous Philadelphia Eddie's Tattoo. And it's a $350 gift certificate, and you will actually go to their location, which is at 621 South 4th Street in South Philly, and get tattooed by the area's top tattoo artist. You might end up with Don Juan. You can check out Don's work. If you're not careful, you might end up with Don Juan. At Don Juan Tattoos or PhiladelphiaEddiesTattoo.com. So we thank them. They do a tremendous work. Actually, Preston, out at the blood drive, three people came up who had gotten Preston and Steve tattoos. Nice. And uh, there's some some cool-ass work those guys do. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. So 
Uh, we'll do that again next Tuesday. We need to do the letter of the day. We ready to do it? You betcha. All hey! right, here we go. Well, uh, should I give him a second to get over here to swim through the air? Just hit the button. <laughs> it it right. came in right on. And Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Like wow. a hippie Frankenstein. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. A is an apple. Yay! Right, a. And uh, don't forget, we are giving away Casey's favorite things from Metro by T-Mobile, a $100 Fandango gift card. A $100 gift card to one of Casey's favorite restaurants, a $100 hand and stone gift card, and a family four-pack to Maury's Piers. Hurry in now to your nearest Metro store and take advantage of the best deal in wireless. Only at Metro by T-Mobile. You can see the store for details and terms and conditions. So we give that away on Friday. A few more to go. How you doing today? Excellent. Wonderful. What's in store on your uh, entertaining program? I thank you for asking. Mm. Once again, we'll have tickets for Rancid coming to the man in September. They go on sale Friday. We got them today. Uh, We have workforce blocks of Aerosmith. And um, that guy from England who was in a band uh, who has a birthday today, Um, it'll come to me. Yeah. Uh, It's his birthday, too, yeah. Yeah. That's what he tweeted. Yeah, he okay. tweeted it out. Yeah. Did it's he say birthday. that? Yeah. It's my That's birthday, great. too. Yeah. Uh, biddly, 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 biddly. <laughs> so we'll have him, and we'll also have uh, Jane's Addiction, and uh, that's in honor of Perry Farrell being in town tonight with his Kind Heaven Orchestra at the World Cafe, oh. and we'll have a conversation with Perry Farrell. Oh, nice. Yeah. I like Perry. Cool. He's a great guy. All right. Thank you, Pierre, and I will also thank Acme, one of our sponsors, the official supermarket of the Preston and Steve Show. Also, thank you to Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. The Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan. And Winter Airport Parking, the fastest way in and out of Philly International. Tomorrow on our show should be a good time for all. We're going to go live on Fox Good Day, little TV. And uh, two people calling into the program. Program Rob Riggle. Yeah. Will you join us? He has that new miniature golf show. It, I know it sounds dumb, but it looks good. It's like a cross between miniature golf and wipeout is yes. what it looks like. Yeah, oh, yeah, holy, yeah. Moly. holy moly. Holy moly. Yeah. yeah. And uh, from the Impractical Jokers, a really great guy, Murr, is going to be getting in touch with us. James Murray. So we'll cool. have those folks and more. And you. Don't forget, too. That's it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. And we will see you tomorrow, friend. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. I want to thank my sons, Mike and Kat, for a great Father's Day gift. They got me a, a gift certificate to a Dominican mini bar. Thank you, boys. I knew you guys cared. Next message. Preston and Steve, this has been one hell of a week for you guys. Your award in D.C., Steve's milestone birthday, even though you don't look a day over 25. The St. Louis Blues winning the Stanley Cup. Hello. And the blood drive. Congratulations, you guys. If there is a word that could beat you guys rock, you guys boulder, you guys mountain, you guys are awesome. I love you guys. Next message. Can we please fix State Road? What the fuck is it? The 19th century cobblestone bullshit. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR Rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. 
Hey, my name is Nate Bender from Checkpoint XP, and if you like video games, you should subscribe to the Checkpoint XP Daily Podcast from B-Pod Studios. On Checkpoint XP, we talk about the biggest stories in gaming, like the loot box controversy and the U.S. government getting involved with regulating video games. We also cover the latest news in the growing world of esports, like Nate Nanzer leaving the Overwatch League and joining Epic to jumpstart the Fortnite esports scene, or Tifu suing the esports organization that represents it. Phase Clan and Checkpoint XP gets access to some of the biggest names in video gaming and geek culture, like Sam Regal from Critical Role and one of the best Smash players in the world, Hungrybox of Team Liquid. So if you want to keep up on the latest in the world of video games, make sure you're subscribed to the Checkpoint XP Daily Podcast for new episodes Monday through Friday. Find us at bpodstudios.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.